a reptile dysfunction. That's when your lizard's broken. The human brain is a rabbit with a greater strain of DNA than a rabbit with a rabbit brain. Hello and welcome back to To See or Not to See, starring me, Aaron Keith. Me, Emily Dorf. And I'm Michael Norris. And this week we have the 1987 film Robocop. Who is he? What is he? Where does he come from? We nailed it. Right off the bat. <laughs> I love it. Uh, before we get into into this movie, I want to kind of see where you guys are coming from. Uh, Michael, what's your background on this movie? I, s- I remember it as a kid. The, the big robot in it, his name, the ED-209, but uh, I remember seeing that as a kid and loving it and like building Legos out of it. Oh I, of course, I never saw the whole film, but I just remember, I think like my parents rented it or something, and I got to watch robot scene, and it was amazing. And then, I, I don't know, I just saw it later on in life, the whole thing, and it's just amazing, and everybody knows it. And I love RoboCop. And I'm glad we're doing RoboCop. RoboCop, I love you. Well, Emily. I never seen it until this was assigned for a podcast. It's pretty great. All right, I think we're going to have a fun time exploring this, because I grew up with this movie. Um, I had it on VHS, and I watched it probably, you know, quite a bit, but I I never really appreciated it while I was younger. Um, It actually took uh, Logan talking about the remake when that came out, and I just kind of dismissed it. It was like, eh, it's RoboCop remake, but... uh, he he told me that he asked me if I had seen the original in a while and I hadn't and I gone back this you know what, what was it that twenty twelve or whenever who cares um so I went back and watched it and realized that there was a lot more to that movie than just you know gunfights and explosions and all this sort of thing. I mean all that's in there too oh yeah Blood. but there's a lot. So, uh, since then, this has become one of my favorite movies, and so I'm giving up the giving up the game right away, but we'll see what you guys think about this. Um, so Terrific. Ro- so, RoboCop came out in 1987, directed by Paul Verhoeven, written by Ed- Edward Neumeier and Michael Miner, and it's lovely. It's so lovely. I, I'm... Every time I see something late in life, like that has been around for a really long time and is like a cultural thing, and I missed it, I'm always like simultaneously happy and sad to experience it because I'm like, cool, this thing was super neato, and I'm glad I got to see it. But I've been without it this whole time. And it's so neato. I, I just, don't even. Neato's the word of the day. Neato's the word of the <laughs> day. I'm glad for the rewatch because it has been a long time since seeing it. I know I have seen the full thing, but I don't remember a lot of it because I was just younger. So watching it and really appreciating it now is a good time. Yeah, I think my perception of this when I was younger, before I you know went back to see it again, was this was just like a classic dad movie. Uh, yeah, like aired on either TNT or USA or something like that all the time. Cut to shit because what's in mm-hmm. it but commercials constantly yes. yeah and it's uh 
but yeah, going back was a definitely, well, it's been years now, but yeah. every time, thank you. <laughs> See, you don't have to force it. Okay, we barely even forced it that one time. We were just talking. Just a touch. <laughs> Whose side are you on? Your side. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I just going to say? Yeah, no, I think it's interesting that you have kind of... Here's the thing. Even if I had saw it, seen it, when I, saw it, seen it, I'm an English major. Saw it when I was younger. <clears throat> I feel like I wouldn't have like picked up on the dark satire. Interesting that this is like the second dark satire movie that you've picked from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> two out of two. 80s were amazing. And dark satire is fun. Awesome yeah. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, so on the surface, this seems just like a, a shoot 'em up action y movie with big action set pieces and, you know, total, like I said, total dad movie. Um, but there's a lot going on underneath, and you just gotta, you know, takes a, like, I think it's a little bit older eyes to get it. Um, but yeah, we can, we can get into it. Yeah, oh. I think it starts off with that pretty much. Yeah, so. Right away, we get our big uh, title screen, and it goes into media break. Newscase. Um, so I work in news, so I have a little special perspective on this. Um, and all of these uh, newscast uh, segments, it's a lot. Uh, the anchors are always happy. <laughs> and they're always talking about the worst shit. The, the worst. Everything's terrible. But everything's great. Yeah. Just present wrapped up in a nice little bow. And uh, at work, I, I've worked with some people where they they don't change their tone based on the story and it's jarring. And then this is intentionally just like super bubbly about death and war and destruction. Nukes. A lot of nukes. Yeah. Accidental. A, lot of, stuff, a lot of it is like technology that humans have created that ends up backfiring which may or may not be a major theme of this yeah, movie things not so far off from that yeah <laughs> yeah that too it's um, more and more relevant yeah. as time passes yeah this movie is very relevant we're going yes. for it <laughs> we have robot <clears throat> cops now robot yeah they cops. were just they're here there was just a news story i saw the other day that was talking about how well clearly okay so robocop is about a robot cop <laughs> Or the concept you don't say. of robot cops, right? And I just saw that uh, news story the other day. I don't know if you guys it's saw it, Android. where he's, they're starting to be like, "Hey, we need to make some legislation." Cyborg. Basically, saying he becomes yeah, he's a cyborg. So he's not a robot. Okay, but he's part robot, and there is a robot cop so, in this. Yeah, yeah. I know. So that's what I was gonna say. It's, <laughs> Yeah, really a movie about Edie. So RoboCop's not even the real RoboCop. It's he's true. not. Ed two hundred nine. Ed two hundred nine. He's the Android or the Cyborg Cop. But is it Ed, I say E.T. I don't know why. You do. <laughs> E.T.'s arrest, arrested, arrestile, arrestile dysfunction. Arrestile when you can't it's rest Ed. proper. A reptile dysfunction. That's when your lizard's broken. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I anyway. I saw this news story that was basically saying we need to legislate and say that robots will not be used as weapons. Basically, like we need to do this now before it becomes an issue. Yeah, 
And I think that's just, we're here. It's well, here. A, a couple years ago, there was that shooting in Dallas, I think. And the, the guy barricaded himself in a parking garage or something. And they sent a robot with a bomb to kill him. So, like, we're definitely on our way to oh yeah to robot cops, which is terrifying. Who are they? Robot. What are they? Where do they come from? We did it twice. Um, it's they. They come from. I'm sorry. Governments. Um. So I think these uh these TV segments and we get a bunch of these newscasts and commercials throughout this movie and I just think it's a it's it's a fantastic way to world build and get you right into the world of this movie and not only does it do that but it's also a great way to uh, dump exposition because you know a lot of times exposition bogs down your movie and this gives it to you in a way that um, you know it keeps it going builds it builds the you know the environment mm-hmm. of the world of this movie yeah and definitely sets the tone for the satire yeah I like 100 percent. it's kind of like storm or starship troopers with the segments and that just helps that movie so much also directed the... by paul verhoeven oh, yeah okay there's there's right. a lot in this movie Oops. that you can see is like the, the c or like much. or like level one uh and like it's uh way more actualized in starship troopers mm-hmm. uh well we're going right into the police precinct and uh we go into a co-ed locker room and you think about starship troopers yes. they definitely take that and go to the next level because yeah. and there's a boob there's there one boob. Boob. much more but yeah Two. that's there's, I thought I only saw one. I think there were I think they come I mean I would assume there were two <laughs> but I only remember seeing half of the set anyway we don't have to <laughs> yeah this is why I watch movies for glimpses of boobies just kidding but yeah, that's like direct. Like the shower scene in Starship Troopers yeah. is so much more. Yeah. <laughs> like they really go for it. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so we get our our hero shows up in the lobby of this police precinct. Uh, Alex Murphy. Alex Murphy. Played by Peter Weller. Murphy. And he's got these dreamy eyes and these big cheekbones that you don't see through most of the movie. Nice jawline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, you actually don't see the jawline either because he cover up with yeah. that black yeah. piece. Which, that is a problem that I have going forward. Like, he has, his whole jaw is, is well, not his whole jaw, but like his mouth is exposed, but he never gets hit anywhere in that vicinity. And he gets, spoilies, he gets shot the heck up. But He, he gets fine. shot up a bunch. It's fine. Yes. He doesn't get hit on the, face. Once in the face. It works. A little slit. Yeah. So he shows up to to the new job, and he's coming from. I believe he's going to Metro South from Metro West, and he talks to the guy in charge, a sergeant or whatever. And right away, you you're getting the impression that the place he's going is kind of a hellhole compared to where he's been. It's eighties Detroit. <laughs> Riff Raff wants to join. Special guest Riff Raff. Yeah. <laughs> So Alex Murphy okay. shows up, and he's getting shown around into his locker. Um, earlier, we hear that there's a uh, there was a another police death, and they're just in a hellhole. They're in a bad spot, and these police are on the verge of going on strike. It's it's a bad time to be 
There's in Detroit. <laughs> period. Yeah. Multiple deaths weekly. So he goes. He goes. This, one he goes to his co-ed locker room and puts his stuff away, and he gets assigned a partner. And that's when we find Ann Lewis in the lobby beating the shit out of her suspect. Yeah. The shit. This whole lobby yes. is just an absolute zoo, twenty-four-seven. Well, they bring their suspects through the lobby. Yes. Which is not the smartest. Bum, ba, da, ba. It's a. We it's got a, another one, boys. It's a public health hazard, at least for the people that are in the lobby. Yeah. So, like, if you're in there just filing, like, a, a restraining order or something. You got dodge punches and you, stuff. Yeah. It immediately establishes that Lewis is a badass. Uh, she gets knocked down, gets right back in there, and, like, kicks some more just ass. Just beats the She butt. gets knocked down. But she, but gets, she gets up, up again. again. I like that Murphy's just, like, the first thing. I don't know if you're going to Oh, no, go ahead. He just... It's pretty neat. <laughs> pretty neat. Oh, you just beat the shit out of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll fit in here just fine. Yeah. Oh, it's just so funny. Yeah. I do no love I do love Lewis's characteristic uh, that she's chewing bubble gum and blowing mm-hmm. these big bubbles. Um, it's basically like just like a punctuation on on the scenes. And it's it's a good time. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, we cut to the boardroom of OCP, Omni Consumer Products. Where, gosh, such a perfect name. Uh, yeah, and so this whole movie takes place in the near future, near just it's near dystopia, yeah. kinda. Um, and I love this version of the future where instead of having big screens, we just have a bunch of screens, bunch yes, of little, of little CRTs. Yeah, CRTs. Yeah, yes, thank God. These are like. 12 14 inch TVs, yeah, and there's there's a wall of them, and it's not like they're all connected and they make one picture or one big picture, they're just the same thing. (laughs) Or, uh, or when uh, Dick Jones is giving his presentation, he pulls up different, um, different feeds on the screen, basically different markets that they're in, yeah. And during his speech, he's giving a spiel about his uh, his new project, and he talks about markets that are traditionally not for profit or nonprofit, which were hospitals, prisons, and space exploration. And I'll give it to you, space exploration. I don't think there's still much profit in there. Mm-hmm. But we're working on it, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, space tourism is coming real quick. Very quick. Yeah, it's already in process. But, but hospitals and prisons. Yeah, totally nonprofit. Those, those are big business. Huge. Huge. So, De- very detrimental to society. Which in '87, I think you know, this whole movie has a lot to say about uh, corporate America and kind of the Reaganomics and mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Yeah. So it, I don't know uh, the timeline of when private prisons like sprang up and became a big business, or really the history of um, healthcare in this country, like when when it became just so untenable. Yeah. But in in the year of our Lord two thousand and one, it's not it's not a good time. No, the first for profit prison in the United States was started in eighteen fifty two. However, the resurgence came in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, so it makes sense. There yeah. is um, a good commercial. The first commercial in this mm-hmm. when it came up, it is a well, it is a medical one for. What is it? Heart, heart mechanical. Heart, heart mechanical 
just getting fake stuff yeah, and they're just naming heart. prices and everything mm-hmm. and they end with, with remember we, we care, care. So. Just don't forget this That's is because we care it's just... not because we want your money yeah um so i just thought that was interesting dick jones is played by ronnie cox who i'm not familiar with him in other stuff but he's fucking perfect in this it's movie great and we're back to the boardroom right yeah back in back in the boardroom um He's giving his, or the old man, who's the CEO of uh, OCP, played by Daniel O'Hurley. I just thought O'Hurley. Everybody O'Hurley. in this. O'Hurley. Daniel O'Hurley. O'Hurley. Um, he, uh, he gives uh, a big speech about his vision for the future of this Delta City, uh, which is like this utopian society or utopian city that they're planning on building on the, you know, in old Detroit, or they're going to build it up in Detroit. And what they need to do is get rid of the crime in Detroit so they can build this new utopian society. Make it so wonderful. And it's not, and it's not the um, corporations or the for-profit prisons or medical care or anything like that. That's really causing the problems. It's only the criminals of the public. That's it. That's the main problem that we have Bad to solve. Boys. Yep. So, what you gonna do? in order to solve their crime issue, Dick Jones comes up with this Ed Two Hundred Nine, uh, and I love him. And here we're gonna have a display. He's pretty cute and terrifying, but there's something cute about it's him. So cool. He's just so he roars like a lion. Yeah. yeah. So he he bring they bring open the door and this fucking Goliath robot monster comes in and it's got it's got the front it's kind of like the front looks like a grill of a car or like helicopter type thing yeah it's got these big arms with with guns and shit it's got these little chicken legs little chicken legs little dinosaur chicken legs i love them they have like little screw mechanics on the back everything's so intricate and thing there's so many little things yeah just like looking at it uh, the stop motion is really oh, great. It's in this. really good. Yeah, as soon as I saw so. that, I was like, "Wow, they're using stop motion! I didn't expect that. It works so well." So they start with their uh, with the their so they start with the presentation, and uh, Dick Dick Jones gets absolutely named. Yeah, Dick Jones gets this Mister Kenny. Uh, who's a lower-level junior executive or something, uh, to help him with this presentation. They have a pedestal in the room with a gun. And it's like a giant Desert Eagle, huge pistol. Big pistol. And he's like, all right, well, use this gun in a threatening manner. So he fucking loads the gun, hands it to Mr. Kinney, and Mr. Kinney points it (laughs) right at Dick. Kenny, his name being Kenny's great. Yeah, it fits. And... Dick says, no, not at me. Point it at Ed 209. And then, so he does, and Ed 209 does something like, you have 20 seconds to comply, and, you know, put down the gun. Yeah. And he starts counting down. Yeah, he has this fucking tiger roar or something. Yes. Which is... Oh, it just screams at you. It's yeah. Terrifying. Which, I love it. Which is just a fun thing. Yeah. Oh, yes. Like, it's super, It's primal. Super it's going to scare shit. I would be scared shit. Oh, yeah. Like, me okay, g- take the gun. Oh, yeah. If that thing, well, if that thing was silent, Even I'd be silent, scared. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, he uh, he points his gun at Ed 209. He tells him to drop it, so he throws it on the floor, and Ed 209 doesn't back down. And so, 
uh, you know, he's here to that is not criminals. supposed to happen, by the way. Yeah, pandemonium. Uh, Kenny goes to like the table to seek refuge with the group. Yeah, and it, they're people, and they're just counting down. And all the people are freaking out that run it. You can tell this is not supposed to be happening. Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden, they throw him out in front of the their um, what is that? The diagram, the diorama of uh, Delta City, mm-hmm. all white, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ed, uh, Ed two hundred nine just fucking lights him up. Just annihilates him. And one thing that I wanted to point out. I understand that the robot is supposed to have extremely good aim. So, you know, it makes sense that none of the windows broke, kind of. But at the same time, like, none of the windows broke. They're in a high rise. <laughs> like, they're in a high rise surrounded by windows. And this guy is getting, like, probably hundreds of bullets shot at him. Like, he's just yeah. getting destroyed. Which, you know, considering it's this giant robot. It's precision the, of a robot. It's, it's just dead on. Well, yeah, but I'm sure something. I mean, also, your body can't block a. Every single bullet is going to go through at some point. Yeah. This is a very visceral scene and very fun. And I was... Very bloody. You didn't... I, I knew you, like, you didn't know what to expect going in. No. I mean, you knew he was going to get shot up, but it's gory as shit. And you, I was just waiting for it because I've seen it before and I knew it was coming. And you're just like, whoa. I, I <laughs> like, did you not... Yeah, to it. I didn't anticipate fun. this level of gore just, in this yeah. movie. And then I was like, okay, I see what we're I mean, getting into yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. No, it was... That's what you just know. It's super it's be fun. Good yeah. it was, it's violent, over the top, just squibs everywhere. Yes. yes. Just, he's, he's standing, just getting riddled with bullets. And then he he falls back on this you know white dia, uh, diorama of Delta City, continuing to get shot and just fucking bleeding everywhere. Annihilated. Yeah, it's fantastic. They rip the circuitry out of this little panel that they're controlling Ed two hundred nine with, and then he just the Poor robots Ed. the robot just stands there emotionless and smokes coming out of his fucking barrels and. You know, everyone else in the in the boardroom is freaking that's, out. Yeah, that's like when it's a physical model then or whatever. Yeah, and they're, they're screaming, don't touch him, don't yeah, touch him. Don't touch him. <laughs> don't make him mad. <laughs> oh, and, and he was he was like, asked, before he got shot up, he's, help me, help me, please, this thing is coming after me. And the other co-workers, the other corporate workers are just like throwing him and like, get away from me. Don't come near me. He's oh, yeah. going to kill you. I'm not going to help you. Get away from me. Yeah. Um. So... The old man is just sitting at the table, and Dick comes up to him, and he's just like, Dick, I'm very disappointed. That's his reaction. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How could you? Um, and that's Somebody. when our our buddy, our buddy boy, uh, Robert Morton, comes up, and Bobby, Bob Morton, takes comes up damage. and takes a chance to talk about... Uh, his backup program basically they have a they have a backup program which becomes the robocop program and he gets a he sells the old man on it so in 40 minutes he gets to make a presentation in this scene um they actually talk about how they put uh prime candidates into dangerous precincts so i i didn't catch us on to very late but they they moved Murphy, who's a prime candidate for the program, into a dangerous precinct for so that what could happen ends up happening. Okay. Yeah. I missed that. So he didn't willfully go, or no, he was transferred. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they're like, hopefully this dude gets killed and shot yeah, up so we die. can use him. Oof. So we get to a scene where Murphy and Lewis are getting coffee, 
and Murphy's doing this uh, spinning gun trick. And Lewis asks him about it. He explains that his kid likes this cop show, TJ Laser. TJ Laser. Where before he arrests a bad guy, he spins his gun around. And so his, he wants to be a good role model for his son. So he does that. Uh, you know, it's just one of his idiosyncrasies that he has. Just doing it. Yeah. And then they get a call in for uh, for a crime in progress that they got to go interject. And uh, they just throw the coffee away, which I'm sure cops have to do a lot. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. coffee. Yeah, I was upset. Michael's <laughs> <laughs> like, this movie is trash. So then we get to cut to the inside of this van where Clarence Boddicker is opening these suitcases and the money is fucking burnt. Also, I love him, He's by great. the way. Even the intro to him, everything about him. He's, he's real great. Yep, Clarence Boddicker, played by Kurtwood Smith. Yep, but probably best known, like, from our generation as Red Foreman Red. in that 70s show. Yeah. He plays a great, oh great God, villain in this he's movie. Oh, such a good villain. That's a good opening. Super, super Burnt fun. money. Yeah, super mad because... I love the money, Bert! And the guy's like, I had to, like, what do you want me to do? You told me to blow up the door so we could get in there. Of course, there's going to be some collateral damage. And too bad, so sad. You're in trouble. And so, uh, Emil's driving, and he's got... First off, Emil has interesting facial hair choices. Mm-hmm. Yes, by the way, this is clearly like a little criminal organization, a little criminal group. They just got back from robbing, presumably, a bank or somewhere. And they're bickering. Yeah. So Emil's driving. He calls it back and says that there's a cop behind him. And we get into this chase scene where Lewis is driving and um, Murphy grabs her gun and just leans out the window. And they're going to uh, you know, start lighting the car up or whatever, this van up. And the bad guys are all getting ready. They kick the door open and start shooting. And there's no one behind them. <laughs> Nothing. I just didn't notice. <laughs> and then Emil sees that, oh, he's up, up here on the side. So they go and start shooting out the side or whatever. And it's a, it's a pretty good scene. I enjoy it. I love this scene. Uh, at, at one point, just they get, they get back behind the van. And there's so many fucking quotes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, but one of, the, one of these gangsters is shot in the legs and he can't stand and Kurt or uh Boddicker tells the other guys to pick him up and fuck yes and you know looks him in the face and asks him can you fly Bobby oh it's so good Bobby. the delivery is just perfect he has multiple he's perfect arms. in this oh, oh yeah I have a few quotes he's probably my favorite character just... so they toss Bobby uh, out at the car, at the squad car. He lands on the windshield. It causes uh, Lewis to spin out. And the the bad guys get away into this old steel mill. And it takes, uh, takes our heroes a little bit to catch back up to them. They're calling for backup. Uh, they're getting no response, really. I think they think they get back from the dispatcher that no one is available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Murphy... Tells Lewis to call it, and then they go for it. Uh, Murphy, I believe Murphy goes up some stairs, and then Lewis climbs this ladder. Yeah. Like, why split up? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the whole them the whole time I, I 
like there's a little you know scene of them trying to essentially clear the building and find out where these guys are and they're terrified <laughs> i'm sorry like they're just like do do wandering through splitting up it's just not the best so but it's action not, heroes it's not the point of the movie right. i know oh, of but course I'm, not but it's just like oh guys yeah so we follow lewis and she comes upon i think his name's joe cox uh, the laughing yeah. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's peeing, and you can't see it from behind, so you just see the stream, and he's peeing, and she says, freeze, put your hands on your head. And she walks up and tells him to turn around. And so he does, and he asks her, you mind if I zip this up? Can I zip this up? Oh, and this pause. And, the, and she just fucking... She stare had, down. She had to look pause. at it. She had to look. Yeah. Just to stare down, and then... She's, like, looking him dead in the eye, and she finally looks down, and he takes the opportunity. Yep. So as soon as she looks down, he fucking clocks her and knocks her off of this fucking platform that they're on into a pile of something. Soft enough to save her, at least. Yeah, so she's out She's out of commission for a little bit. And then we uh, we cut to Murphy clearing out this this area. And we get Emil and another guy. Um, they're sitting down. And it's funny. I liked how the other guy... Uh, Emil offers him a cigarette, and he's like, no, those things will kill you. <laughs> yeah. And then two seconds later, Murphy shows up, tells him to freeze. They grab their guns, and he fucking kills oh, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Called it. Yeah. And then part of this world building, they're watching a TV show that we see again and again yes. with a dude. Yes. Say it, Michael. I'll buy that for a dollar. And yeah, they so fucking, good. everyone fucking loves this guy. Yeah. Um. So they're they're laughing and cackling, have a good time. Then then Murphy shows up, and they both grab their guns. And he kills the one guy. Never really gets a name. Tells Emil to freeze, and um, he's asking Lewis where she's at. And then the other baddies show up in this room and outgun Murphy and basically you know get him Bye-bye. to drop his weapon. Yeah. Ugh. And then Emil grabs a shotgun, he's pointing it at Murphy's head, and he's like, you're mine. And then Clarence Boddicker's just strolling Here in. He comes. He's got his gun, he's got a shotgun the on his swagger. shoulder. The he's news like, report, 30, I can't remember the exact number, but 30 some odd cops he'd killed. Yeah. They said before. And he's, he's just slowly strolling in. He's like, not yet. Not yet, he's yes. not. Yes. So I have a little back and forth. He, I love when he pops off his helmet and puts it on Emil. And he's like asking, you know, are you a good cop? And like pops the helmet on a meal and just slaps the uh, visor down. You must be some kind of super cop or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, uh, Kerwood Smith in this movie has so much fucking charisma. Yeah, he's great. And so they get to a point where Boddicker asks Murphy what he thinks of him. He's like, buddy, I think you're slime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is it's really so, chill. It's so, yeah. It's okay. really, it's really... Well, mister, I sure do think you're a bad boy. Yeah, considering... The nonchalance cool. He's he's being held at gunpoint by like six or seven thugs. Yeah. He's just like, you're gross. Woo. Don't like you. They, uh, they knock him down to his knees. There's a Caddyshack reference in this. There is? Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, the no, 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 no thing. 
I forget who. No. I think it's it might be Chevy Chase. I can't remember exactly who in Caddyshack does it. Oh, I haven't seen Caddyshack in so long. That's another dad movie. It sure is. Yeah. But when when he's putting, he's like feeling like his end out or whatever. But uh, Clarence Boddicker is has a shotgun. He's pointing it at Murphy, and he he's pointing at his head, and then he's standing on his arm, and then goes no 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 points it at his hand and just blows it the fuck away. Brutal stump. It's so abrupt too. I was like, damn, and then I was like, oh okay, I see where this is going. Like it's all making sense, but. So far in this movie, you're looking at this guy, like, Murphy's clearly the main character. He's the good-looking main character guy, the good cop, all this stuff. And then you're just watching him get, like, he loses his hand within, like, 15 minutes yeah. of the movie. Boddicker gives the go-ahead for all the guys to light this, light Murphy up. Yeah, and then and they blow the shit yeah. out of him. And it's like, yeah, the second time in, like, 15 minutes, we're just seeing a dude... <laughs> Get riddled. Yes. He doesn't go down easy. No. He he's fine. Not fine. He's got you a know. bulletproof vest he's on, fine. but they are he's fine. unloading on yeah. him. But he's still after they're done, he's he's still alive. They shoot him till they're out of ammunition. Yeah. And he's still kicking. <laughs> he's still on his knees, just shaking he's back just and forth. Like, yeah. They sh- at one point they just shoot his arm off. <laughs> Entirely. His whole entire yeah, arm. And he's just standing there like, uh <laughs> Yeah, so he's he's just moaning in pain. Uh, they, we sound like psychopaths. <laughs> yeah, we're just like laughing. It's terrific. So he's getting blown up, and no. it's hilarious. Yeah, it was wonderful. And then, so they're out of ammo, and then Boddicker comes up and just shoots him in the head. Point blank. Point blank. He falls down. Screen goes black. Uh, there's a point where Air um, Lewis is caught up to the scene and is watching from the shadows, but can't do anything. Shouldn't have looked at that dick, girl. Yeah. What have you done? (laughs) (laughs) So I wonder, I wonder if this is a decent point to bring up the Christ allegory. Yes, absolutely. Is there ever a bad time to bring up a Christ allegory? Never. We have a, you know, Murphy from what we've seen is a paragon of virtue. Are there other types of paragons? Probably. Rest in peace, Paragon. Famous uh, Unreal card game that was pretty fun, and then they just got rid of it to make Fortnite. A Paragon just means that you're like a perfect... That's the only Paragon I got going right now. A perfect specimen of something. So, Hollow, my cat, is the perfect Paragon of cute. And moving on. Um, so yeah, even, even in this execution sequence, the, the hand trauma is supposed to be, um, like a metaphor for hammering the nail into the hand. And at one point he doesn't have both arms, but he does like widen his arm, his one arm. (laughs) He would have, he would do both if he had He's on his knees and he's in basically a Christ-like pose and, and just massacred. And then we get a resurrection. The next next little bit is his con- reconstruction sequence. He's been life lighted to a hospital, and you have all these paramedics that are working on him, trying to stabilize him. Somehow still alive after getting shot point blank in the face and losing significant amounts of blood. But, you know, 
he's yeah. a he's a paragon. <laughs> he is a virtue. <laughs> yes. Um. So they're they're working on him. They're, they're they're intubating him, trying to get into his you know breathing, and they're they're giving him the shocks. They're giving him the shocker, and then <laughs> they're giving him the oh. shocker. Shocker. <laughs> and then at some point they call it, and he's dead. Yeah. And then we get a number of sequences where they're where they're rebuilding him as a robot. Ribbit. You get this the the vision that he has has all these lines and it's to, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, yeah it you're sucks seeing this from his, his from his perspective. Yeah. Even later on in the movie, it's all scan lines. I don't think it's an advantage. Well, that doesn't matter. It's not RoboCop's experience doesn't matter here at all. They're not trying to make his life good or easy. He's just. I know. I'm just saying. Ends. If you want the most advanced robot, you think you'd want it to be visually well, this, sound yeah. so you can see what the fuck it's looking at. Fair. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're not, you're not wrong. I'm just pointing it out. I just. It's 80s. Yeah, this is a movie that it had CRT like high five, TVs as like, like the pinnacle of yeah. technologic advancement. The, the pinnacle of technologic advancement is 20 CRTs in a row. Yes. A box. Scan yeah. lines. <laughs> Purposeful scan lines. Um, so they're rebuilding him. There's a, a bunch of fun sequences. They're, they're, they're able to save one arm, and then Bob Morton tells him to lose it. Get the other. Which is just such a... I love these little bits in movies where they tell you so much about a character with just one little sentence or interaction. Like they could leave, you know, the woman scientist or whatever is like, hey, we could save his arm and, and he could still have a human arm. And he's like, what? No, we decided to Why make him totally he? robot. Just yeah. get rid of the fucking yeah. arm. And she, you can tell she's like, she's so, I think she's like Jesus or something like that. Like she doesn't like that. Yeah. And he is just all about the end product. Like, yeah. He and the, doesn't care. They're stripping him of all humanity. Yeah. Uh, all identity, so that they they can be um, you know most efficient product that they can put out. And so there's a fun one of my favorite scenes of the sequence is the New Year's party or whatever, um, where he you know pops on. He's watching them. They see that he's they're watching him, or they see that he's watching them. Yeah. And so they come over and they're all drunk. Yeah, they're all drunk. They're all wearing New Year's hats and and you know party party sound party noisemakers and whatever. And then, like, the the main, one of the main doctors that's been working on him comes over and, like, takes off a crown and puts it on. He's like, this is for you. And then yeah. gives him a big old smooch. smooch. And she falls backwards. Yeah, she falls. Because they're all drunk. I actually clearly. thought that her character was going to be involved more. Yeah. I thought that that's what they were setting it up with. Yeah, like, she would help him kind of be more of, I like, really remember the Anne character yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And then eventually they they set him up in the station, and they uh, they've done a really good job of not showing anything. Everything's been from his perspective. And then all these OCP trucks come and just bombard the station, and like the sergeant, everyone's freaking out because all these people are coming. And all the cops come and run to the back room where they're setting him up, and they set up this little chair, and they got these machines and it was just a fun time i think it was a great because they're, they're hiding what he looks like i have to say i'm i'm gonna bitch about this please you gotta be more organized boys this police station is just a shit show of catastrophes and pandemonium constantly like 
it seems like most of the cops and stuff don't even know that he's coming. Oh, I don't think they knew at all. Yeah. No. And he just well, like, owned by, like all of a sudden, hey, you have a killer robot on your force now. Deal with it. Yeah. So they're all they're all running to the back to catch a glimpse. And it's terrifying. He scares the shit out of me. <laughs> he so creeps me out. And they they, they sit him in this chair and they're starting they're like initializing him. And one of my favorite things, uh, well, just the cinematography, the camera is always moving yes. and it's yeah. it's really done well. Um, but not only is the camera moving, this fucking chair that he's sitting is just moving. I don't know why. Why? <laughs> Robotics. <laughs> and so the 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 lady doctor pulls out a pen and is like setting up like target target and setting up his vision and another guy is helping initialize him. And then they ask him what his directives are. And he has three directives. He has the directives oh. are Oh, that's three. His directives are I one don't remember them exactly, but generally what you would expect. He's got his directives are one, to serve the public trust. Two, protect the innocent. And three, uphold the law. But and wait, that's it? There's more. Oh, there's I should have waited. There's a fourth directive <laughs> that's classified, and we, we have no idea what it is at this point. Yep. So let me go to this scene at the gun range at this uh, police station, and you just see a long row of people just shooting, and then you see this fucking giant gun being held by this giant robot hand. And it's got like burst. It's burst. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, he's bad he's ass. shooting more more by himself easily, more bullets and stuff than all the other cops put together on this range easily. There is there is a time in the scene where he pulls the trigger and nothing happens. <laughs> he's just like pulling, and then one one time nothing. <laughs> nothing happens. You never know. That's the excitement of a, of a Robocop. Where's the bullets? Russian at? roulette. What type of gun is it? How, how you get bullets in there if you can shoot all that? What is this gun? When does he ever reload? What is it? Where does it come from? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all these cops again, they run over to see what this super cop's doing. And he's just blowing away this target. He's, he's like blowing off one arm, blowing off the other arm, shooting it, and eventually shoots the body off. Like yeah. shoots, perforates through the neck and shoots the, the body face off. And the heart and then it shears it in half. Which you'd think if they were really I could do that. trying to make a killer robot, it'd be like precision, one, one and done, <clears throat> killed it, stopped the threat. You but instead, it's, tap it's triple, literally triple tap. This movie is like clearly saying the better cops have the most po- firepower and the most aggression and will annihilate yeah, you, you, you if you, you break the law even slightly. <laughs> There's a lot of bullets in this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of bullets. There's no, there's no like trying to understand you. You get 20 seconds to comply. And after that, you might as well, your ground meat is it. So he shoots the gun. He's having, he probably runs out of bullets. This target is annihilated. Everyone's watching him. And he does the TJ laser spin. <laughs> and Lewis sees it and immediately clocks. Oh, that's Murphy. She knows. Right. Uh, no one else knows. Um, so then. I think it's Bob Morton says that we need to get him a car and the sergeant throws it, throws the keys to Bob and RoboCop intercepts it and just fucking is on his way out for his first yeah. night on the town. That just blows my mind. See so much. Like the sergeant's just like, all right, I have a robot on my force now. Here's keys to a car. Bye. <laughs> okay. Good luck. 
you got this. And one of my favorite things that I picked up on was not only do you have the, uh, you have these little tells that it's Murphy, the gunspin is a big one, but also the way that they leave to, to drive out. The first time that he leaves, he spun the tires and then bottomed out on the ramp on his way out. And then the second time, when RoboCop goes, spins the tires, and bottoms out. Uh, yeah. It's exactly the same. So I'm like, all right, That's I love cool. this because it's subtle. Yes. Yeah. It's good movie. It's good storytelling. It's good movie. It's good movie. It's good movie. It's good show vision moving picture. <laughs> so RoboCop's first night out on the town, there's a crime in progress at this supermarket. Mom and pop shop. And... This this mom and pop uh, the the mom of the mom and pop shop <laughs> yeah pretty much is uh, counting the money in the register, and the pop of this mom and pop shop is watching that fucking TV show. I'd buy that for a dollar. And he fucking is laughing his ass off. This dude comes in. I think he's got like a big coat on or something, and uh, he tells the mom. We're just gonna refer to her as that. That's, he tells yeah. he tells yeah. mom to give all the money in the register and tells pop to empty out the safe. And he pulls out this big fucking gun and it's like I'm not kidding around or whatever. And then so they start doing that. He uh, the pop says, "Well, we don't have a safe." And for some reason, the safe is in the middle of the store. Just, just, just right there. Disguised. Yeah, it's just stacked with the, I think it's Miller yeah. High Life cans. Yeah. Or beer cans of some sort. Empty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he just, he just knocks them over and says, there's like, your safe. There's your safe. I found it. Yeah. So walk by them quickly. Yeah. Like and they brisk just fell over. Wood. Yeah. Like not in a back room or anything. Yeah, just, just right there. there. So he's, he's holding the store up. And then in strolls RoboCop, who opens through these double doors, which happens more than once in this movie, and it's a fucking it's a- awesome every time. Yes. yes. And the next minute, two minutes of this, is just this guy saying, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> fuck me. Oh, yeah. Fuck me. Fuck me. I like and he that's starts. the first introduction, like, on the street. Yeah. So he starts shooting RoboCop with this gun, and RoboCop's, you know, nothing's, ha- nothing's hurting Shit, him. No. It's just bouncing off. It's Shit, RoboCop. No. He just walks up to this guy, grabs the barrel of his gun, and just bends at a right angle. <laughs> what are you going to do now? <laughs> they all say, fuck me a bunch. <laughs> yeah, pretty me. much. I think I counted the first time I watched this of the three times I watched this for this week. <laughs> for this podcast. Uh, I think I counted, it was like eight or nine. Dang. Well, I mean, it's probably the worst day of his life. Yeah. He he wasn't having a good day. Yeah. It's a bad day. Uh, So, yeah, he bends the gun barrel, grabs this guy, and just tosses him through this cooler, this freezer door. (laughs) And he says something like, thank you for your cooperation. And then he fucks off. He leaves. Yeah. Doesn't arrest the guy. And the mom is like smiling like, my hero. I'm like, woman, your entire store just got destroyed. You have a dead body laying, <laughs> like for, and the cop just got leaves. You still got your safe. That's, I mean, that's true. That's all that cans. matters as long as you have the money. So then we get to our second crime in progress on RoboCop's first night out. Robo- it's these, RoboCop's night out. <laughs> and it's these two guys chasing after this woman, and uh, she's screaming and running away from them, and she's offering them money. And one of the guys is, "We don't want your money. We want you." So she's in peril. Yes. She's not, she's not, not safe. Not a, it's not going to go okay. well for her, yeah. Um, they catch her, and one guy's got her from behind and, and is holding her. And the other guy pulls out a knife and says, she's got too much hair. Let's give her a haircut. And take the knife and start sawing off some of her hair. Yeah, just cuts her hair. And then the other so. guy says, 
she's got more hair down there. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty clear what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which RoboCop just straight up acknowledges. So RoboCop shows up on the scene, <laughs> and they one guy is behind her holding her. The other one's off to the side, and he's he's got a knife out holding her. He's like, "Don't don't shoot or kill her or whatever." And RoboCop's in a pickle. He can't shoot this guy because he's using her as as a human shield. So he's using his little targeting and shoots between her legs and shoots this guy right in the goddamn dick. Serves him right. Right. Don't be a raper. Don't rape. Well, he won't be anymore. That's, well, not with that. And you fucking... Thank God. He, uh... Like Robocop. So he shoots this guy in the dick, and he's having a bad night. He's having a bad day. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty rough. Um, Fuck him. And he fucking tells the other guy, holds his gun out, and goes, Your move, creep. Your move, creep. <laughs> the woman is, like, looking at her skirt, sees the hole in it, realizes what happened. She runs up to Robocop, and she's like really thankful and like yeah the other guy just fucks off yeah and this robot has no humanity and is unable to comfort this woman he says so bjork just madam you have suffered a shit sorry (laughs) gotta get this clean yes madam you have suffered an emotional shock i will notify a rape crisis center (laughs) (laughs) uh thanks just cold and as robotic as possible yeah and like what what are you gonna notify them of (laughs) like what I mean, it works, though. Yeah, but... That's how he's programmed. Cut to the outside of City Hall, and the old mayor has a hostage situation. He has got the new mayor hostage, and there's a big police barricade, and Robocop drives through it and breaks through the tape, which I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. And you got this guy, this... I don't know police ranks. This higher-ranking officer talking to him with a bull through a bullhorn. And um, trying to get, you know, trying to talk him out of this hostage situation, asking what he wants and shit. And Robocop says, well, keep him talking. And he goes in. Yeah. And who plays the mayor? Do you know the old one? Oh. His voice sounds so familiar. I don't don't know if you do or not. We can look it up. Is he the one that. His voice Who's just the sounded dead familiar. Because didn't he me. already kill one person by the time Robocop gets yeah, there? Yeah, there's, there's a dead yeah. body on the floor. But it's not the other mayor. No. 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 Okay. The one losing his mind. I don't know. Maybe he's nobody, but I just thought it was his voice more than anything. But it's take, not the new mayor. Second. Okay. Yeah, take not a the second to look. Kitten cat. How about that? Um, I resent the... Um, non-acknowledgement of the cuteness of my kitty cats and i will probably be bringing that up every podcast so i love my kitties and the end aaron's probably gonna cut that out but kitties for life uh i can't find it that's fine i think yeah um so robocop goes into this building and this mayor has some demands he's yelling down to this officer he's got quite a few demands he uh he wants a recount and no matter what the result is, he wants his old job back. Done and done. He wants a new car with leather seats that goes really fast and gets really shitty gas mileage. <laughs> yeah, specifically. And an American flag. <laughs> no, he doesn't say that, but might as well. And uh, the guy asks him if you want, well, how about that 6,000 SUX? 6,000 SUX. Sucks. Again. Sucks world building this feels like a lived-in world that keep referencing other things that are in this in this world yes and a lot of times i would say that movies using like 
news clips or commercials or whatever, not so much commercials, but definitely news clips um, as exposition or to describe, it's kind of can be lazy storytelling, but in this it works so well because it's just such a social commentary on like what the public as a whole is consuming and how society works. Mm -hmm. It's so The 6,000 X-U-X. S-U-X. Ooh, there's this one. But the 6,000 S-U-X is in reference to a Pontiac. Oh, boy. 6,000. Michael's our Pony- uh, yeah, yeah, car I'm, boy. All right, Michael. Go off. I'm brother. going off. It's, Let's do it. Go off. It's, that's a world building and relevant things. It's Pontiac 6,000. It's because Pontiac 6,000 sucks. That's really? all it is. So it's a 6,000 X2X. Pontiac 6,000 sucks. Why does it... Like, that was it's a piece like a of shit car. It just sucked. Oh. That was just an old saying. What's, uh, do you know what the gas mileage is on that? Oh, well, it's like eight point something in, in this wow. in, in this and the billboard for the Pontiac SUX. And uh, I believe it's the commercial that's later that. Yeah, it's eight point two miles. Per yeah, eight point two. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, so this guy, it's, it's perfect car for what this guy wants. Hauls ass and gets shitty gas mileage. But it doesn't matter. It? Oh, yeah. Can the body see? on it. I, I did. I was like, I know this car. I did have to look it up. but It's a, it's a Cutlass. <laughs> it's oh, Cutlass yeah. Supreme. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, they have more mixed onto it. But. So really funny. Robocop's walking through his building, the the mayor or the ex-mayor keeps talking, and he's using thermal cam to see through the walls. And something I love about the making of this, uh, in Predator, they actually did use actual thermal cam to to get that effect. Oh, I didn't and, know that. And in this they put leotards on them. <laughs> they and then painted the leotards in like thermal colors and you can see the zippers. Oh, <laughs> oh my no. God. So that's fun. That is fun. Robocop comes up. I didn't up. Notice, so that. Yeah. I thought it was like a CGI scene or something. No. It looks super weird and that's probably yeah. why. Well, I, I'm sure they, they did some like composite like after effects on it, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like legit mm-hmm. like thermal cam stuff. That's hilarious. Yeah. But he's got the, uh, he's got the mayor in his hand. He's got a gun on him and he's, you know, Seems like he's about to lose his mind and kill this guy. <laughs> Robocop punches through the wall, grabs him. The the mayor starts shooting up in the air. And then Robocop just fucking punches him out a window. It's so good. So many window breaks in this. So And they they don't necessarily break on impact either. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're all squibs, so they I'll, break like a microsecond before oh yeah a lot of times you can tell that they break before oh yeah the first guy uh at the mom and pop shop the the window's already cracked and Mm -hmm. you can see yeah but i mean it it makes sense oh yeah whatever it's It's just so funny to watch like they're not hitting it yet yeah that that window shattered before they even touched it (laughs) so robocop on his first night out three crimes no arrests yeah, just fucks <laughs> shit up and leaves. Just kicking ass and taking names. And then we cut to a news clip. A noose. Noose. Night, noose n- night news. We get another news clip, and that's when we get RoboCop. Who is he? Is he RoboCop? What, what is, is he? he? Where Robo-Cop. does he come from? RoboCop. Where does he come from? <laughs> and we get uh, we get this fun scene at a school where... It's all these kids that are kind of following RoboCop. He turns at them and scares them. He's fucking scary. Yeah. He's he's I, uncanny valley as hell. And they they ask him they ask him, RoboCop, do you have any message for the kids? And he tells them to the camera, he says, Stay out of trouble. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. 
I just love his movements in it. I think Peter Weller really kicked ass at that. Oh, all of his movements when he fires the gun, he throws the arm back, and it's him point forward. Yeah. Well, speaking of movements, apparently, um, in the you know in the making of this, getting ready for it, he worked with like an acting coach to like get the movements down, and it was before they tried on the suit at all. And he had the idea of just being like real sleek and. Um, it didn't work at all with the suit. It's yeah. too clunky. Yeah, would... And you know, he kind of freaked out. It's like, how am I going to act this out? And apparently he talked to his acting coach and they just like, all right, well, you just got to do everything slow and deliberate and as robotic as possible. Um, and so it's fantastic. Uh, it, especially in in his chest and neck movements, especially. Well, yeah, it's human enough that you are reminded that he is still part, like he's built from a man. But it's ro- like there's no, there's there's, it sounds stupid, but there's no humanity in it. Like that's what freaks me out about him because he's, for one thing, you can't see his eyes, so you never you get so much out of like interacting with yeah, somebody else. Yeah, eyes get, are a big deal. Yeah, like you can understand or like thing. interpret people's, you know, emotions or feelings or thoughts so much through their eyes and their facial expressions. He has none of that. He, his, like you said, all his movements are very deliberate, very purposeful, but that almost makes it like you can't read anything. You can't read him at all. But he can still give kisses. He can still give smooches. <laughs> He's got them lips. He's got them lips. Still suck a dick. <laughs> God damn. My boyfriend, ladies and gentlemen. Beyonce. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, Beyonce. yeah. Beyonce. Oh, my Oh, goodness. no, we're getting divorced and we aren't even oh married yet. Um, in this newscast, I believe there's this, there's, there's a couple fun commercials. One of them is for this board game, Nukem. <laughs> yes. Nukem. And it's just... It's so good. But here's the thing. I mean, Battleship has been around since what, like the 60s? Yeah. And it's just as it's just as fucked up. Yeah. You're trying to blow up other ships. Pakistan is threatening Pakistan. my border. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our next scene is in the executive lounge. This scene is bananas. Um it's Bob Morton and another guy. And Again, world building. They they swipe the cards and and the other guy goes, "I'd buy that for a dollar." Mm-hmm. So I just and, yeah. Again, Bob Norton is the guy that came up with RoboCop, pretty much. Yeah, Bob Norton yeah. is the guy head of the RoboCop project or whatever. Mm-hmm. He undercut Dick Jones, and so they're in they're in here they're in the executive lounge talking shit on Dick Jones, and everybody fucking leaves real quick. Take it a pee and. There's a shot of a somebody in the stall. Somebody in the stall. You just see their legs, and like people are looking back at the stall and just zipping up and getting the He's fuck no out. No shame either. His pants all the way down. Oh yeah. Knees down. <laughs> and so, basically, Bob's talking about how Dick's like old news, and they're he's the future or whatever. And then Dick comes out of the bathroom. He's, he was taking a dump. Comes out of the bathroom. Oh, so that's why everybody else peaced out. Because <laughs> he was in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And the guy that Bob was talking to zips up real fast. He's wearing a gray suit. And you see a pee stain in the front of his pants. <laughs> and apparently the reason that's in there is the one of the writers actually worked in a place that had an executive lounge. And one of his biggest fears was 
dribbling in his gray suit, and then outside, like all the secretaries can see you. And so he just threw that in the movie. Yeah, works. It's uh, relevant. Shows you how scary this dick is. Why you don't wear white pants? They were gray. I'm saying that's why men don't wear white pants or oh. light pants. He it, said, "Yeah, when yeah. over 40. I understand. Under- <laughs> it just comes out. He's <laughs> just a spigot. Just, just can't open, hold it. No open more. faucet. And Bob's Bob's trying to play it cool, and he's he Dick's telling him that there's a line. You know, he used to he used to make fun of the old man. He called him an asshole and, and some other stuff. But there's a line, and you just stepped over it, buddy boy. <laughs> so threatening. Yeah. And my fucking my fucking favorite thing about this scene is Dick comes out of the bathroom or comes out of the stall and is confronting Bob. He just grabs him in the hair with his unwashed hands. Yes. Got doo-doo fingers right in the hair. <laughs> Gross. He's poop head. Yeah. And he tells he tells he tells Bob that the old man isn't gonna live forever and he's number two around here. And so basically your days are numbered. Because you went over him, you went over his head, and he's really mad at you. And says, "Your your abomination, Robocop." He went over his head. <laughs> oh, bah, 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 bah. you you did it. You done did it, dear. Thank We're you. done. Thanks, everyone. See Podcast you next week. over. <laughs> We've hit the pinnacle. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but he tells him that his abomination better not mess up. I think he's a real sweetheart. <laughs> Then we get to this scene of RoboCop. He's sitting in his little chair and he's sleeping. And you have all these people that these technicians or whoever, our doctor lady and the second doctor are there. And they're monitoring him while he's sleeping. But they, they're eating. They're not paying attention to any of the charts because uh, there's like a... RoboCop's fine. Yeah, you, it definitely gives off the vibe that this is like old hat for them. Like... Just another day at the office. Yeah, it's like a week old. Yeah. not even. No, but there's there's like a what is what's it's like the Richter scale thing. Yeah, it's some it's some some chart ink, thing. Ink ink chart that does like seismic yeah. activity yeah. almost. Yeah, and yeah. it starts going off, and these people are just not paying attention. They're eating their food. There's food all over, and they're just one's reading, and Robocop's having a bad dream. Poor guy. And they have two. They have four monitors. And two of them are what he's dreaming. And then we see Clarence Boddicker holding a gun, just holding it up. And he's dreaming about getting, getting shot mm-hmm. and dying. So he's starting, it's like, this is the first glimpse of him reclaiming or having any humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they tempted to wipe it, and now it's, it's starting to creep in. And then, keep you know, you have to wonder, what's the point if they... If they tried to wipe out all of his humanity, what's the? Why wouldn't they just make a total robot from scratch? Like I know that. <clears throat> what's his name? Bob. Wait, what's the guy's name that came up with it? Bob Morton. Yeah, Bob. Bob. So. Twin Peaks guy. Yeah, same with Tom Wise. There's a couple Twin Peaks people yes. in here. It's great. Um. You know he he tries his best to wipe out as much humanity from him as they can as you can see like with the arm and stuff and everything and that he's not supposed to dream or anything and all this stuff and you know when he's originally bringing up the idea to the ceo he says you know we have we have robocop or this concept of robocop to avoid this 
problem of where the robot just goes off and does whatever the hell he wants. I don't understand how having a human component would make that change, especially when they try to remove all the humanity they possibly could. Well, I'm this thing. I was looking it up. There's there's like lore behind this. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of stuff behind it. So I I haven't yeah. looked up Robocop himself, but I'd like to know how much. Like, what percentage is any of his chest area even human? Is it just a a stretched fucking face or is it brain? Well, when they were talking about the arm, they talk about full body prosthesis. So yeah. I oh, okay. I can't remember what the sequels necessarily get into. It's literally or like a franchise. stretched face. Then yeah. <laughs> Uh, from what all we can see, yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. Um, so he's having a nightmare. He freaks out. He's doing. He's having some fun in this chair. He's just like, yeah. Oh, so this is really coming across yeah. on a visual medium, but he's just like, yeah. Stretching his his turning and in a frantic spastic. Yeah. It's creepy. And he gets up and he starts walking out, and the the people watching over him are freaking out, and they can't stop him because he's a fucking big ass robot mm-hmm. cop. His and, program to kill. And uh, he's walking through the hall, and Murphy and another cop are bringing a suspect through the back, which is the only time you see that, which is yeah, which good for them. They're actually doing it like you should. Mm-hmm. Um, she tells the other officer to book this suspect. He's got one eye. He's got a little eye patch, which I like. Um, and she stops he's him. A pirate. <laughs> she stops him, and they have a very brief conversation, and she asks him his name, and then he walks on. And then she gets in trouble. Um, Bob Bob shows up eventually, and it's uh, it's like one of the secondary doctors that stops her. And then Bob Morton shows up and questions her and yells at yeah, the sergeant. Why did and, you do that? Yeah, I told. Oh, you're flipping out because he had a little dream. How did they know? Yeah, the doctors want to shut him down and like figure out what's going on with them. But uh, why is he dreaming? <laughs> Bob Morton's got like I think it's like forty day time period to mm-hmm. like. Get him up and going. Well, they say time. there's going to be no crime in Detroit after 40 days. Yeah, you know, and it can't be everywhere. It's they're on this. They're on this timetable because this Delta City thing. They're trying to save um, money and interest by getting it done. You know, mm. um, but he goes out. He's going to stop more crimes. He he goes to this gas station, and that's where our uh, our buddy Emil is. Shows up, rolls up to the gas station. God, he's just such a piece of shit. And he just walks up. He's out on a motorcycle. He walks up to the the guy in the booth, and his bookworm is reading a college textbook, doing some geometry. And <laughs> he's like, "Fill it up, or give me all the money in the register and fill it up on three or whatever." And <laughs> this kid. He he doesn't say a word. This guy. And he, he gives him the money, and he turns on the, the gas. And Emil is telling him how he's such a good shot. He could shoot him in the eye from here. And he asks him what he's reading. He holds up the textbook. And it's like, oh, are you a college boy? You must be pretty smart. You think you can outsmart a bullet? And then Robocop rolls up and uh, confronts Emil. He says, dead or alive, you're coming with me. Which is what he said the first time they oh, met. Yeah. yeah. So another callback, mm-hmm. and then that triggers a meal to, you know, remember it's Murphy. He's like, "Well, we killed you." Yeah. Well, he killed can tell. You. Yeah. He <clears throat> again, he does have like distinctive facial features, and even though you can't see the top half of his face, the bottom half is still 
You can see. Those lips. Them lips. Them lips. So, yeah, he he recognizes him, and the recognition just makes RoboCop stop dead in his tracks. Yeah, yeah. So RoboCop stops, and Emil just starts lighting him up with this Uzi. And he hits the the fuel the fuel line, and so gas is gas is going all over the place. It's pouring all over the ground, and then he he flicks his cigarette and rides off on his motorcycle. And then there's a big old explosion, and then RoboCop starts shooting at him. And he's walking in through this explosion. It's, it's real so cool. cool. It's, it's very so good. awesome. Yeah, it's, it's so badass. Cool. So he shoots him, causes him to wreck. The motorcycle crashes into the back of this car, and Emil goes flying. Yep. He gets. He's been through he it. He goes flying he pretty goes good. He goes through like, it in the this stunt thing. double was or whatever. Like, yeah, he's... Emil doesn't have a good time. No. No. And he still has really bad facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, for now. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's coming back. So since this caused uh, RoboCop to stop in his tracks and it's triggered, triggered a memory, he, uh, he, well, he arrests Emil. And he goes into the next scene is at this data center, and you get this real fucking nerdy cop. We saw him earlier, but this real fucking nerdy cop is like, well, "What are you doing?" <laughs> oh, it's not quite Jimmy Stewart, but he's a nerd. <laughs> and he's just he's like, "Can I help you?" <laughs> it just has to be Jimmy Stewart. Yes. <laughs> well, can, can I you? help you? <laughs> and uh, RoboCop just goes, "No." He turns and he has this fucking great head movement, just so robotic this like this one in particular yeah and just I, just a second or just about the the suit the way that the neck is so skinny and then the, the head has a thing that comes out from behind it, it just makes it look uh non-human yeah but he but still like that's the you know the whole uncanny valley thing it's like human enough to be recognizable yeah. but still wrong yeah but it, it like it looks kind of like an action figure ball and socket yeah. type thing where you just like you could just pop that thing off mm-hmm. um but he goes to this uh, computer panel, and fucking his fingers come forward, and this data uh, data spike comes out. Data spike. It's nice. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this metal rod. It's basically. just an ice pick. It's like Wolverine, but with just one. Yeah, and he fucking R two D twos with this uh, yeah. computer yeah. panel, and he's he pulls the memory of uh, Emil's face into this computer Say, hey i know you and uh goes through this facial recognition system which i don't know why it goes a portion by face by portion of face i it noticed that goes I by, th- like yeah. chin nose and then eyes like if you match one of them you've matched the whole face yeah <laughs> gotta get them all gotta catch them all gotta catch them all and so he recognizes or he matches emil up with his uh profile his mugshot in the computer system and goes through known accomplices, and we get our whole rundown of all of our gang members, and then we end up with Clarence, and then we Clarence. go we go into his like we go into his crimes that he's suspected for, and goes through all these. I I don't remember. It's a long rap sheet. Oh it's yeah, cop killer. Clarence is such a great name for a villain in this too. Yeah, it's perfect. He's and great. In in this list of crimes that he's suspected for is homicide of this police officer, and it's Alex Murphy. Murphy. So you see a picture of Alex Murphy, Peter Weller's beautiful face. I think it's in black and white, mm-hmm. and it says deceased. And then you find he's under his information. It has his address, and it is on Primrose. I thought I had the whole thing, but I don't. <laughs> And so then we get this, we cut to 
him driving up to Primrose uh, Boulevard, I believe, and going back to his house. And we get a little scene here. And we've had a little, we had a couple glimpses of his wife and kid. Yeah, rare um, of them. But in the scene, you come to this house, which is on the market, but it's fucking trashed. It's trashed? It's been less than 40 days. Yeah. How long? Yeah, it's been no time at all. Yeah. And it's destroyed, they abandoned. The fuck out. Like, not only is it just trashed, and, and but it's like trashed with some of his trash. Mm-hmm. There's there's a like a world's greatest dad mug that's broken. Yeah. Basically, all that Murphy wants to do is reclaim his humanity and go back to, you know, life before RoboCop. Um, well, he's, he's slowly putting this together. And he goes back to his house, and it's just disgusting, empty, and... He's having these flashbacks of the memories of what he had with his wife and kid, and then it dissolves into, you know, what it currently is, just emptiness. And, I mean, this is clearly like a paradise lost. Everything, all that he would want to do is go back, Yeah, and it's just not available anymore. Because he's a robot. robot. He is a robot. And then we cut to this club scene. And there's this, you know, it's a dance club. There's loud music. It was nice to see him unleash and let go and just dance. And <laughs> I, just, I just need to dance. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> so that he's coming to find Leon. Um, Another one of the baddies. Yeah. What I love about this scene is he, I think he comes behind Leon and gets his attention. Leon pulls out a gun and Robocop like smacks it out of his hand goes flying through the air, and someone else at the club catches it <laughs> and just immediately starts dancing with it. Partying, yeah. Like, what kind of club is this? Just, there, nothing stops this fucking party. Nope. It was future 80s. It, it's great. Yeah. 80s future. Yeah. Future, future 80s. 80s future, future 80s. And then Leon tries to kick him in the balls, and I have in my notes, <laughs> robots got metal nards. <laughs> True. Like, Leon, what's this actor's name? I can't think. He's the father in um, Twin Peaks. Ray Wise. Yes. Yeah. Ray, Ray Wise. Wonderful. Ray Wise. He's just a, he's a great character. Side actor. character oh, he's wonderful. wonderful. And he does. super expressive. And he kicks this robot in the balls yeah. and hurts his foot and just <laughs> just has this great agony face. He's the best. He used faces. to be my mom's soaps. Ooh, what one life to live. I think maybe or ch- I don't Who think knows? it was General Hospital, but I'd probably one life to live. <laughs> I just, was just a guess. But yeah, Robocop's tracking down uh, Clarence Boddicker through his gang, through the other members in this gang. And there's a shot in this scene uh, of Paul Verhoeven. Um, All right. There's Maybe a shot. That. I think it's right after he uh, gets, right after he gets um, Leon. There's a shot of him and he's just like in the camera dancing and. <laughs> What he was trying to do was just show his actors like the kind of energy he was looking for, and then the editor just grabbed it and put it in. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh so, boy! There's a little shot That's of hilarious. shot of director Paul Verhoeven. I love that. I had no idea. That's awesome. So then we go to Bobby's house, and he's having a good old cocaine party with these two models <laughs> that he called them earlier. They're probably hookers. Definitely. But, I don't know. They could be both. He's classy. He he is an executive, I guess. Yeah, so he has the money to buy the best. Yeah. They're probably not hookers. They're probably 
escorts. Oh, yeah. You might be right. Yeah. Anyway, they're doing a bunch of cocaine and having a good time. And someone's talking about how intelligence is so sexy. And one of the girls is like, I just have these ideas and it just makes me so horny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're brilliant. And then one starts getting too much attention. So the other puts cocaine on her boobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then... Bob turns around, snorts them off her boobs, and it's a it's a good time had by all. And then the doorbell rings, and it's a surprise for everyone. And Bob's like, "Oh, I, that must be the champagne." So he gets up, goes to answer the door, and it's our buddy Clarence. Dun dun dun! dun, dun, dun. He's probably here to party. And he walks in, and it's another smoke. it's another one of those fucking lines that everybody everybody loves in this movie. He goes, "Bitches leave! Bitches, Bitches leave!" leave. <laughs> Which is so nice of him. I mean, he could have just killed them, too. Yeah. And so they get up hurriedly and grab their bags. And one of them stops and are you going to call me? (laughs) (laughs) And so they fuck off. And I love the fact that he has the gun. He then puts on the silencer and then shoots Bob in the legs like several times. Mm hmm. And Bob just goes, stop Stop it. (laughs) Ow. I don't like that. And so Bob also has a bunch of small screens. Yeah, it's like the thing. Um, So he takes this DVD and throws it in, and it's uh, Dick Jones. It's Dick Jones saying, well, you're probably on your knees right now begging for your life. And Bob is. He's offering to pay uh, Clarence twice whatever Dick's paying him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Clarence works for Dick. That's obvious by this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Richard. Richard. Dick's Dick's not happy with Bob, so he's cashing him out. And basically, uh, Clarence pulls out this fucking cool-ass grenade and like it pulls it. Cool. He, like, he doesn't just grab it with his teeth. He like does this tongue thing and pulls the pen and sets it down and just fuck off. And he, he walks out. And Bob's legs are fucked, so he's trying to reach the grenade and probably like, throw it away from Great him or whatever. Scene. And then it explodes. Yeah, like he's reaching for it, struggling for it, and you can see perfectly the timer that's still on it because it's facing the camera. And you... I didn't see it. I walked away at that point really quick. That's the only time I left, and for whatever reason, I missed him getting killed. He got exploded real bad. Yeah, he got blowed up. He got blowed all the way up. All the well, way. I'll look it up because I want to see it. I mean, you don't see him actually exploding. Bad. You just see the house or the that's penthouse. That's fine. I'm glad but... it happens. He's not a very good person. I'm glad of it. None of the, most of the people in this movie are not very good people. RoboCop's good. And then we go to this cocaine factory, which is high quality. Like, I've never done cocaine, but if I were, this would be the kind of place you'd want to get your cocaine from. The one thing I really like about this scene, well, there's a bunch, but like before it really kicks off. There's a shot of these like conveyor belts of these uh, like potion jars mm-hmm. and they, they get picked up and the cocaine fills them up and they drop back down. They get picked up, the cocaine starts flowing, then they drop down. It's like a bunch of cocaine is just on the belt. Uh, yeah. It just misses. It's like... It's not the oh, best. Funny. Yeah, but it's being like there are guards all over with guns, of course, and these workers are just, you know, it's... I'm in love with the cool. Wow, I haven't thought of that song in a while. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, thank you. Um... But, yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's quite the operation. Like, damn, there's some money here. Yeah. So Clarence and his boys are here to uh, negotiate a deal 
to to sell this cocaine. They're going to buy the cocaine and sell it. And they want a, a bargain for a bulk discount. And the guy doesn't want to give it to him. <laughs> and when they're negotiating, this guy's drinking a glass of wine. And Clarence just sticks his two fingers into it and sniffs it. Sniffs it. And then immediately yeah. after that, this guy drinks it. He's fucking drinking just this finger wine. Fuck. Just power plays after power plays. Yeah. It's so good. And so they're pointing guns at each other. And yeah. uh, at some point, there's another fucking great line is Clarence tells him, the Tigers are playing tonight. <laughs> I never miss a I game. I never miss a game. I, I have it written down. I love that yeah. line. Yeah. Well, I love when they, be- they both have the guns out. Yeah. Yeah. Right before like, that. Oh, guns, 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 yeah. guns, guns. So scary. Oh, yeah. it's so good in this. Oh, yeah. It's wicked. Just curse love him. He's just wicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they eventually, uh, the finger wine guy uh, eventually <laughs> accepts his terms and they, they agree. And then there's a big knocking at this door and this fucking big double door entrance again. Boom. It's the RoboCop. 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 And I love it when the when knocking's happening and there's pounding on this door and these people are get, like setting up in a defensive position and there's just fucking powder flying everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> And cane factory. What's going to do? Montana. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Montana. Montana. And this scene, this scene is fucking great. Robocop comes in, and uh, what's he say? Do you remember what he says? Mm-hmm. Keep going. I might think of it. Um, I didn't write it down. Wow. I shut up. I remember he enters like a badass. Yeah, he comes in being very thrilled when he came in. (laughs) And then one of uh, one of Clarence's guys is like, oh, fuck you or something. Cocks a shotgun, starts shooting and then it's fucking on. They're just shooting him up. This is like the third or fourth scene so far, where it's just one person getting riddled with bullets. Um, And so they're shooting him again. No effect. but the way he goes through this fucking room and just poses with his gun, he's got his like left hand just like up in the air, and he's like statuesque hand shooting forward. here, and then he's like crossing his arms, not even looking at where he's shooting, and yeah. just like burst, 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 and fucking people are dying left and right, and powder's flying through the air, and Clarence is trying to get away, and he goes. Uh, Clarence, at one point, Clarence jumps from like this catwalk area onto this office and just crashes through the ceiling. And then that's when RoboCop catches up to him. And he's, you know, you can tell he wants to kill this guy. Yeah. And Clarence is yelling at him, you're a cop. And he's, <laughs> he's like telling him that, you know, he works for, o- he works for one of the guys at OCP. OCP owns the cops. You're a cop. And that's when uh, the directive comes up that he has to uphold the law. But he spills his guts that he works for Dick Jones. Mm-hmm. Dick Jones! Got him. Dick Jones! And obviously RoboCop's using his robot memory to record everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's got him at that point. Yep. And so he's he's spilling his guts to him. Uh, we go to... He arrests him. He stops choking him out, but he arrests him. And they bring him in. Oh, it's so good. Through the front again. Yep. And he's all all sorts of bloody. And Robocop brings him in Clarence and he tells him to book him. And they ask him what's the charge. And he's Robocop's already halfway out the out the room right now. He turns around. 
He's a cop killer. He's a cop, He's a killer. cop killer. And Clarence is not bothered at all about being arrested. Oh, no. No. He's just like, give me my fucking phone call. Spitting I'll be blood out of here. everywhere. Oh, yeah. He just hocks a big old loogie onto the. A the, blood God, loogie. So, Bloody loogie. So perfect. God, he's so good. Just give me my fucking phone call. Yeah, that's all you want. He's like, just because after that phone call, Dick's going to get him out. Yeah. Yeah. Done deal. So then we get a scene of RoboCop going to OCP headquarters and confronts uh, Dick Jones. And he uh, he comes to arrest him. And Dick just puts his arms up and is like, okay, arrest me. Get me. Okay. Try it. And he tries it. And then objective four. Ooh, the elusive objective four. Now we know what it is. There's a fun bit of physical acting here, too. Yeah. So he, uh, objective four, um, Dick tells him, says that any attempt to arrest a senior OCP employee results in shutdown. And so Robocop's just like malfunctioning and his, his chest and his head are like, uh, really are they twisting in different directions and he's like struggling and you get like his robocop vision is like shutting down you get the static and a real it's a real it's really well done as far as like yeah. the physical acting well his objectives said. are conflicting it's like giving a, a computer to conflicting working yeah he's, he's malfunctioning and, he can't. and yeah. i i think i think the intention is that his humanity is is what allows him to overpower the shutdown if he if yeah. it was you know day one robocop i think he would have shut down and then Just, not even movie fought over. It. This, yeah. He's fighting. Yeah. He's fighting himself. So he's clearly. fighting it. He drops his gun and he's fighting it. And he doesn't shut down. So Dick brings in the big guns. He, Our fucking, boy. he fucking steps steps to the side. And Ed 209 Some shows up. Boy Eddie. And we get this fucking awesome robot fight. It's so good. Yeah. Have a good robot and fight. They're I mean they're already they're not on even levels because Robocop's already fucked up from the uh, the attempted shutdown, and Ed Two Hundred Nine is just fucking lighting him up. Mm-hmm. And I like when he walks up to him and he just fucking uppercuts him with one of his gun arms, and then Robocop goes flying through the fucking door. There's so much fucking. It's, there's yeah. a lot of windows and doors that get fucking knocked down <laughs> in this movie. But he goes flying through the fucking door, and so he gets he's getting fucking shot up with missiles, and then. Ed 209 gets close enough again, and Robocop takes his arm and, like, points it at the other arm gun. So then he's down to just one. Blows it up. Yeah, it blows yeah. that up. It's pretty fun. And then... That's his missile arm, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's he's just trying to get away. So he goes down these stairs. And this... It's so it's derpy. Done. It's so silly. And figured out how to kill robot cops. Robot- Use stairs. Stairs. Well, I one thing I really love about this is the the whole reason that the RoboCop project got off the ground is because Ed 209 is flawed. And he's got these big-ass chicken feet, <laughs> and he gets to the stairs. RoboCop's down a flight or you know, almost two flights of stairs at this point. And Ed 209, this big, giant fucking monster robot, is like trying, trying to go down a step, and he's like unsure of himself. Can't figure it out. Is, it's it's silly, but it's beautifully yeah. done. It's so well done, but it's so like wow. They, I think it's again the people in charge who wanted to use this to keep the public in check had so many oversights, and it was such a shitty thing. Like in what's in what world 
are you going to have like a robot cop who's never going to encounter stairs? How did you yeah. miss that? What, yeah. And earlier in the movie, they talk about, oh, he's set to urban pacification. Yeah. What kind of urban s- s- situation would you not be able to get stairs? Exactly. Like, <laughs> like why would you not program or like, him or construct him to be able to handle stairs? No problem. Like, what happens if he sees a fence? Does he just blow up the fence and go through it? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Just take but, him out with the car. But the... Uh, have to tip them over. You know, <laughs> yeah, there you go. All of all of the Ed Two Hundred Nine stuff is done with either a a large physical full scale uh, model that doesn't really move that much, like when just sitting there smoking. Yeah, smoking. yeah. Or like at the very beginning when they yeah. first introduce them. Yeah. Or it's motion. or it's stop motion. On and the stair scene is done with a miniature, and that's got the stairway is also a miniature. And I watched a, a, a special feature, and they just show this guy just pushing this robot down these stairs, <laughs> and it just takes a tumble. I mean, it's kind of oh, so he's fun. kind of adorable when he's just like tilted over, and he's just like trying to figure out like, oh, I can't move yeah. at all. Just no, he's screaming his ass off. Oh yeah, but yeah. I mean, he's just it's yeah, like it's almost like not, a child yeah. who can't get oh, up yeah. or whatever, and you're just like, yeah. oh, you little you little scamp. Yeah, and so he he. Falls down these stairs and he's kicking his little feet and it's like I don't know what animal this is but it's it's screaming it's like it's, it's like chimpanzee maybe yeah. yeah or fox or even. something what does the fox say <sighs> don't I, don't I'm sorry everybody <laughs> at home I'm sorry um, so he's kicking his little feet and screaming and then <laughs> just fucks off <laughs> he's just like oh I'm just gonna keep going and so he does and he walks out into uh, the parking garage and. All the cops are there set up. Traitors. Yeah. At, at one point during the scene with Dick Jones, um, he calls, Dick calls the rest of the cops and says that there's, uh, I forget what he does, but calls the cops. They call Com. So he's got a line of cops in this parking garage and they just start shooting him up. This is like the fifth scene where somebody just gets riddled with bolts. Yep. And RoboCop's fucked up at this point. Like, Ed 209 had some heavy firepower and... His his helmet is cracked. You can see one eye on him. His torso is shot to shit. And then they these cops all ordered in the fire. And there's a couple of cops that you saw that are Cowards. from earlier from the station. And they're like, you can't shoot him. He's a cop. And the the guy that was leading the hostage situation with the mayor says, we got orders and orders everyone to fire. And they just fucking riddle this robot with bullets. The cops are cops killers. Cops, cops killers. killers. <laughs> And one thing I really liked about this scene is the way that he escapes. He's just like, he walks away. I mean, he's a robot, so he can take some, he can, he's better at taking bullets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's like super fucked up and he just like goes to like the ramp part of this yeah. parking garage and just rolls, rolls down, down and rolls down another one. It's and smart. Yeah. It's I liked very, it a lot. It was very human to me, that yeah. part. Yeah. And, yeah. Like he, he didn't have his gun. He couldn't do anything. I don't think he would want to sh- shoot these cops. Yeah, no. So he just makes his escape. But I just, I love the visual of it because that's that's a great way to get some distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, you know, you're already down, down. two, two. Jump down. Yeah. yeah. And then Lewis shows up in a car and picks him up and they drive away. They unload on that car too. Yeah. They start <laughs> shooting at that. They don't give a shit. Unlimited ammunition. Oh, yeah. And we, we cut from that. To a fucking dinosaur. Yeah. Confused the app. I was like, okay, is this movie taking another turn? Did we all of a sudden get like, this is the new Robocop giant. Giant stop motion dinosaur. (laughs) Yeah. And then obviously. And so I 
Paul Verhoeven's also in this. It's a commercial, and he's in this scene also. But it's a bunch of people running away from this dinosaur, and then this dinosaur gets some big old bug eyes, and you're looking at this. Uh, it's a billboard for the 6000 SUX. SUX. And this is where you see it's got 8.2 miles per gallon. Yeah. The throwbacks in this movie, the like foreshadowing and the like references to itself, so good. Makes makes the like you said makes the world feel so alive and like. It's like a functional living world that you're a part of. Yep. It's really good. So this commercial leads to another news segment. And one of the, one of the things that's covered in this news segment is this misfiring laser that hit Santa Barbara and killed a couple former presidents. Well, and wasn't it supposed to be something that was meant to protect America? Yeah. It was, it was yeah. Like, I think it was the Star Wars missile defense system. Yeah, it was yeah. a defense system thing, but instead it just Misfired. killed civilians. Yeah. And LOL, they're so happy and shipper reporting yeah, on it. Four presidents? Or? Yeah, something like oh, that. Yeah. yeah, they all live in the, the Santa Barbara area. Yeah. Yeah. And so former presidents have been murdered by something that was meant to protect us. But anyway, new, more at nine. Like, they're just so chipper. Yeah. Do you know what this reminded me of? What? Marjorie Taylor Greene saying that Jewish space lasers causes the forest fires in California. Oh, that's true. Though. God, I, I hate that that is real Have you read life. into that? Michael, I love you, but no, I will not I mean, allow joking even about this. She's a she's batshit insane. Jew lasers. Ju- <laughs> I call them Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no, she's crazy. It's and it's so shitty because in the eighties this was satire. Now it's real. Yeah, it's happening. Like the, it's not a joke anymore. Like people believe people this in crazy power shit. believe this. I don't even know if she necessarily believes it, but she's definitely leading other people to believe it. And that's a fucking problem. Yeah. It's bad. Mm-hmm. So the satire, that's why it's dark. I mean, I mean, it's in, it in was, the, in the current times, it's really hard it's, to satire. Yeah. It's he, reality well. is getting so bonkers that it's even hard to we're make jokes about it. At this chasing point. our dystopian visions. Yeah. We're getting, well. we are sure getting there. Aren't we? God. Yeah. So then our next scene is Clarence Boddicker walking through. Oh, wait. They yeah. interview the guy, too. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. The person, the jobless guy at the end of the laser. Oh, yeah. They interview him. Uh, that's Alex Van Halen. What? The drummer for Van Halen. You know what? I, I honestly, I, every time I saw this, I was like, that looks like Eddie Van Halen, but off. It's Alex. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was... He, he did great. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's... What a great cameo. Yeah. yeah so good. Oh, I have no idea. That's That's so fun. the thing. The little parts in this, like even There's the bookworm so and the, like people I that don't speak it. at all, they, they're, they're they impactful. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. um, so then we cut to Clarence walking in through this shot up, destroyed o- OCP office. He's going to go see Dick. And he stops in to uh, talk to the secretary uh, he takes his gum and sticks it on her nameplate. <laughs> I love that. It's the same thing. It's it's him sticking the fingers in the wine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's such a dick. But I forget exactly what he says, but he says something like, if uh, you got, I got some free time after I'm done. Yeah. You can fit me in. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> Obvious sexual innuendo. She's intended. so pissed, but she's professional. Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Barbara. And she says something like, uh, Dick's ready to see you. Dick's waiting for you. He's yeah. expecting you. Uh, she goes, you can keep the gum. Keep the so gum. Yeah. And then she notices and you can see her face just change even more pissed off. Yep. And so Clarence sees Dick 
and they're at odds. Dick's pissed at him because he involved him. He said his name. Involved uh, me. RoboCop's memory is admissible in court as evidence because he's a robot. And he records everything. Yeah. And then uh, he tells uh, Clarence that he has to go take him out. Clarence isn't interested, but Dick okay. sells him on the idea of we have a new city, which means contractors, which means people that want drugs and prostitutes, and it's a perfect market for somebody that's looking to expand. It's so ironic because this is supposed to be the new utopia with no crime, but the creator of this utopia is basically saying, hey, we need this there's going to be a big old market for all this underground shit. You better we come with me. Good. Yep. So he, he accepts and says that we're going to need some major firepower. Uh, do you have access to military weaponry? And Dick says, we basically are the military. <sighs> yes. <sighs> it's so true, though. And they... There's uh, there's so many times in this movie where people say dick and they mean it as an insult. Yes. And it's perfect. It's a it's a good time. It's and it keeps coming back. It's happened four four or five times already. In this scene especially, you just Kurtwood Smith is charismatic oh, as hell. He's so so good. good. Like he's this horrible, murderous, violent asshole, but you still like breathe the character. When he when he wins, he you're not even that mad because it's so Yeah. It's just he's just such a badass. And then once once they kinda see eye to eye, they sit down. So they agree. And they agree. Mm-hmm. And Dick says something and, and delivers Clarence's name, Clarence. And then Clarence sits down and calls him Richard. Yeah, Richard. I think we can work together. Richard. Richard. Yeah, it's so great. So good. So we get to Robocop and Lewis have gone to the old mill, which is the location where Murphy got blasted. Where he shit. got got. But that's where they're hiding out. Um, you see Lewis went back to the station and got his gun and like a drill and some baby food and just grabbed whatever she could. Mm-hmm. Um, she tells them that half the officers are already gone, and apparently they're, all the officers are going on strike at midnight. Who needs them? Then Robocop takes the uh, the power drill and takes... Un, un, not like what you see. Yeah, he unscrews his helmet and pops that off. And like I, I can't think of an effect in this movie that doesn't work. Uh, I mean, it's all practically done, and you know, you know when something's stop motion, you can see that. Yeah, but it or adds you, to or it. you might see the string that the missiles on that uh, Ed Two O Nine fired at RoboCop earlier. The glass might break before you hit it. But like all of it feels real because it is oh, real, yeah. as opposed to like mer- like the two thousand eleven ish era of CGI, where it's just where, green screen, yeah. and it's just. It just still doesn't hold not. up. It has, it's only been nine Uncanny years. Uncanny Valley too much. Yeah, and ten years. Well, it doesn't feel real. Uncanny. There's no weight it's to anything. Crappy. Yeah. But this fucking effect of Murphy's face, the the stretched skin and the, the under the helmet, is so fucking good. It's really good, oh. and it it holds up. And apparently, it took six hours to apply all that makeup. Worth it. Yeah. Okay. I was kind of wondering how long it took him to get together so yeah it's that's just not a surprise. so jarring like this movie really touches on a lot of like what does it mean to be human and how do you feel i don't know just seeing his whole 
again, I bring up the eyes and everything and seeing a person's facial expressions and everything. Like when you see his face, you really remember and realize like this is a person. Yeah. This is not a robot, only a robot. Like this yeah. is a guy. Like Well, the, I th- I think the main theme of this movie is about identity. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I mean, it's. I think that's what makes it stand out apart from just your regular action movie where yeah. good guy shoots bad guy and bad guy gets away with it for so long and I, then gets a comeuppance. I think what would have maybe made it just a, t- a little bit better for me, though, is if they had, if we had somehow seen, like we see his family and, and his family life and him being a dad and a husband and stuff through flashbacks, which is, I mean, it's enough. But I think it would have been more impactful if we had somehow seen him interacting with his family before he went to the force. Mm-hmm before just to establish more of that like connection because yeah. he, they seem so distant to me yeah but i mean it's i mean yeah, you that, still yeah. get the that vibe that is the but, weakest plot yeah. point like it's that's sad but yeah you know but he pulls off his helmet he's got a bullet in his head still like yeah. on the surface that's the like kill shot yeah i don't think it's i don't think it's something filled i think it's supposed to imply they left the bullet in there but that's the kill shot. Yeah. Like, it didn't even go through your skull. That's why he lived until he got to the hospital. That's fair. I'm being stupid. No, you're not. Well, I, I, I didn't even notice the bullet. So yeah, I'm yeah. the dumb one. It's just, it was a fun <laughs> little thing. I just thought it was funny. Um, and so when we go to the city, we cut to the city in chaos. Uh, Emil is watching this show. Because they all. I'd buy that for a dollar. And, like, he's pissed off because it. all these people, these ruffians are causing a bunch of chaos. The cops aren't around. And so he's got his van. And in the van, you see that he has, like, a crowbar or a pipe or something. But instead of doing that, he throws this half-full bottle of Jack at the window. Yeah. So he can break the window and turn up the TV so he can hear it. It's Doesn't he use so a crowbar anyways to peel it away? Yeah, yeah he to, uses a crowbar. To, use the, to break down the rest of the glass. Yeah, yeah, to pull it out so he doesn't cut his little hands. He just wasted it's, a bunch of booze. I love that shit, though. Like, the little things that, again, that you can make characters do that just, you know, speak volumes just in 10 seconds is great. So then you get Clarence shows up in his car and the rest of the gang is... 6,000 SUX. Yeah, but guess who else comes in? <laughs> oh, shit. Joe. What? Joe comes up, and he's Joe. got... He, he got let out of prison, or out of jail, and in the parking lot, he stole a 6,000 SUX with the factory sticker still on it. How co- wow, what a coincidence. And Clarence either doesn't like this, or he's just a dick. It's probably both. He seemed a little perturbed. He seemed like it bothered him. And so... They're talking about how they have to go find and kill RoboCop. And so he pulls out this fucking giant gun. Massive. It's a Cobra Assault Cannon. (laughs) Such a badass name. And he just fucking pulls it out. And Joe goes, oh, new toy. Can I play? Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about this guy's giggles yet. Oh, yeah. He's got this fucking cackle. Hyena cackle. Yeah. It is so off-putting because he does like these... Horrible, horrible things, and he's this terrible person. I but cackle, so, so I don't think I noticed. I do too, but you didn't notice his hat. No, oh my, my god, didn't. that's like he. It's totally a hyena yeah. cackle, yeah. And it's such like a weird juxtaposition between like I was just what he's doing. Too. Like I was in depth here when we watched. Like when the he when he uh, knocked Anne off at the very beginning after she sees oh, him. Oh yeah, okay. And he's like he goes and tells the other guys, "I took her out," ah, and he just like 
it's no that's like his number one characteristic yeah, is this cackle. everything everything is punctuated with this fucking cackle oh man it's crazy i just thought he was a happy guy <laughs> he's having a good yeah. time enjoying himself except when clarence blows the fuck out of his car <laughs> he's like oh man why you gotta do that i think it's i don't think clarence is capable of jealousy no i think it's more of he's just like an asshole yeah like he'll just take any opportunity to fuck with somebody yeah so again or not again i guess a power another power move but Clarence blows up the car and then hands these guns out. And we have like a, a few minutes of just blowing shit up. Yeah. We're blowing up cars. Hell we're yeah. We're blowing fire hydrants. I mean, yeah. Why they blow up you? the nudie bookstore. Thank you very the much. The nudie bookstore. Yeah. Who needs a nudie bookstore anyway? I don't know. That city. And then uh, Detroit. He pulls, out Detroit this, uh, he pulls out this GPS that Dick gave him to go track down RoboCop. And... They say that oh he's at the mill so the gang the gang goes to the mill. <laughs> we cut to the mill. I think is, is what happened. We cut to the mill, and this is the same mill where Murphy got killed the first time. Yeah, and Lewis is taking a nap on some like rebar with a blanket, blanket over it. <laughs> <laughs> so comfy. And RoboCop is a fucking dick. Yeah. He stacks. He has these baby jar foods that she brought stacked up. Oh, yeah. By the way, his main source of sustenance, because he's still partially human, it's like a paste. It's a rudimentary yeah, paste. It's yeah, it's baby food. Yeah. So, so she brings him some. She brings him some. He, she offers it to him earlier. He doesn't want it. Uh, Leave me alone. What are you doing? That's what he says to her. Oh. Because he's just sitting Sorry. there, like, contemplating himself, going, leave me. Oh, yeah. He, she walks up to, like, touch him or whatever to comfort him. And she just said, leave him. He just said, leave me, leave me alone. Um, but he, this baby food is stacked up. And she's taking a nap. And he just starts fucking shooting at this baby food. And she wakes up immediately and is like, what's going on? Yeah, scary. My targeting system's off. Yeah. Well, let me help you. Could this have waited until I fucking woke up, RoboCop? Damn, I'm putting my life on the line for you here. Yeah. Let me have a nap. Or, you know, wake me up like a human. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a robot. He, well, he's trying to be human. True. Um, get there. So she helps him. She aims for him and then gets his targeting system back on. Clarence and the gang roll up. He's got his 6,000 SUX and this big van that they were in earlier that is a meals van. And... Joe is catcalling to RoboCop just out in in the mill somewhere. They don't they don't know where he's at, and Clarence just uh, puts the kibosh on that and just tells him just kill him. Nothing fancy, like. Um, and so they're he tells Emil to get the van, and they're just walking through, and Emil's filming him in the van. And at one point, RoboCop's up on a platform or on the second story and just watching them and like. RoboCop should have just—he could have just fucking killed him. Blown yep. apart. But he grabs this little mirror or a piece of glass or something, picks it up and just flings it across, and it hits Look the over wall. There. And so then the, all the baddies turn to where the sound was and just blow the shit out of the wall. And then RoboCop goes, "Looking for me? <laughs> Looking for me? <laughs> yeah, it's so dry." They, they turn around and Joe gets—he a RoboCop shoots Joe immediately. And fucking kills him. Sorry, Joe. Meh. They send Leon uh, 
uh, Clarence tells Leon to go cut him off. And so he goes, he runs up, and Robocop's just like walking his slow Robocop pace. And Leon's trying to shoot him and he can't. Clarence goes back to go get his car and, and cut him off. So he's driving, and Lewis is in pursuit of him. Uh, Emil is in the car or in the van. Emil's in the van, and he's ch- chasing Robocop. At some point, Robocop comes down to to the ground level. Again, Emil is the guy that had the motorcycle, caused the explosion, kicked terrible out the facial we hair, you. terrible facial hair. Yeah, kicked out the wind or threw the bottle of Jack through the window, all that good stuff. So Emil's driving this van, and Robocop's on the ground, and he does this fucking uh, the sidestep. He does a sidestep. He step. just casually strolls out of the way. Yeah, a Robocop doesn't move fast. That's no. like the thing about Robocop, but. Emil's, it's a good thing he's pretty much invincible. Or he's, he's driving fun. he's driving him down, running him down with the car and just does the sidestep. And Emil runs headfirst into a big vat of toxic waste. Toxic Which makes, waste. like, why do you have that out of steel mill that's abandoned? But what, hey, Glad you know what? it exists it, it actually in the future. In the coolest thing. Yeah, so the toxic waste goes through the car, through the van, and the back doors open up and just washes Emil out. Yeah, he's bathed in this shit. And he like gets up and he's already melting. Yeah, literally melting. Skin falling off. His face is half drooping. His fingers are all fucked. Fi- yeah, he's lost all the skin on his fingers and still hanging on. Should have found like a turtle or something to fuse into. Oh my. Hold it. He'd be a ninja turtle. This is the genesis of ninja turtles. Ooze exists in the future. And he's, <laughs> he's, he's walking and he's pained and he's wailing. And just fucked up. He's so... It's he's, real bad. Yeah. And it's real bad. He runs into Leon. Ray Wise. Killer. Oh, my it's God. Another, another... Just... Ray Wise is so expressive. And this uh, is... Gabe oh, grabs him. Face. He's like... Uh, Emil's like, help me. Get away from me, man. Get off me, Get man. Off me, man. Yeah, don't touch me, man. Yeah. Don't touch me, man. And so... It's so good. They, they fuck off. It cuts to... Uh, the car and Clarence and um, Clarence and Lewis like hit each other, like sideswipe each other and crash into this like pond puddle thing. Yeah, it's fucking rusty water. Yeah, it's the water's orange, just brown and yeah. just disgusting. Still Probably not good to be around. In. But they crash. Uh, Lewis gets out of the car and Clarence just shoots her full full of full of bullets. Pumps her She's guts just, full like, of lead. Sitting there. Yeah, it's just a load. Well, she fell. She falls she into fall. the, the water. Yeah, she falls in the water, and then um, Clarence is about to like kill her, and then all of a sudden, here comes RoboCop walking on the water. Jesus metaphor. Uh-huh. I, didn't pi- I didn't pick up on I any of the Jesus that, allegory. I gotta yeah. be honest. Makes sense, and that's perfect. What I what I love about that is it's subtle. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's, yeah. It's there. Now that you point it out, yeah. it's obvious. But I didn't. Yeah. But it's it's subtle, and like I think people would have freaked out if you tried being more overt with it. Yeah, I think yeah. like at the beginning when you were talking about when he was initially getting shot and how he had his arms spread out, I think having the one arm really helped yeah. not to not be like so on the nose with it. Yeah, I think it's blasphemy. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, it is textbook blasphemy. Actually, think we but... should stop this. You get, <laughs> you get this triumphant music where he comes and he's walking on the water and. Uh, He's uh, confronting Clarence, and he's telling Clarence, "I'm not coming to arrest you this time, <laughs> bitch. You better run." <laughs> oh, we gotta, Die. we gotta, we gotta take two steps back. Oh, dang. okay. 
we missed something really important. So when when they're crashing, yeah, what's his face? Uh, Clarence is in the six thousand SUX and he's driving out of control, and then he runs into Emil. Emil's in the front of the car, and he runs into him and just splat, disintegrates. Yeah, just just. Comes liquid. undone, yeah. liquid all I'm over. I'm sure this is like memed online. It's great. Yeah. It's super good. I mean, so, because gushing. this guy is such an asshole through the whole movie, just causing havoc everywhere he goes, and he dies in like the worst yeah. way possible. And the, all the violence in this movie is over the top. It's great. But this this stuff is the most over the topest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Over the topest is a good way to explain yeah. it. It's so, great. Yeah. He, so, yeah. Clarence is just like he, he just drives into the sky, hits him, his buddy, and just it just he disintegrates. It's like driving through a fucking rainstorm of the human. Yeah, liquid. it's Viscera. It, if you had your friends Gore. throw like four buckets, four like yeah. gallon buckets of water just over your car. Yeah. That's what this looked yeah. like. He, there's no substance to it. Yeah. It was just a fucking disintegrates. mess. Just yeah, water and it's red water. It's, it's definitely like that kill. That it's cathartic is in a one way. of the most high, like the highest yeah. points in the movie. It's yeah. fucking just it's brutal it's gnarly i wish i wish i could have seen this like opening weekend and just gotten that reaction just because of how crazy the the him melting a couple you know yeah. minutes ago mm-hmm. and then just fucking into that obliterated yeah. so but yeah he they run into him splat crash and then <laughs> uh he shoots lewis up lewis falls in the water robocop comes triumphantly and isn't here to arrest clarence anymore um Leon gets himself up into like a crane operating like on the, in a crane um, and the steel mill's got a bunch of like I-beams. Which somehow still has power even though this yeah, it's the old mill abandoned as hell. Yeah. But whatever. You know what? Hey, bring it on. It's the future. It's great. Yeah, it's the future. Everything's future. powered all the time. Yeah. So he's walking and Clarence is basically filibustering while, uh, while Leon is able to position the, the crane to release the I-beams and Knock out, knock down Robocop with all these fucking mm-hmm. steel pieces. And you filibuster's can, a great word for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what's what's great is while it's happening, you, you can just hear in uh Kerwood Smith's voice that it's he's getting more and more concerned with the longer this is taking. Mm-hmm. Um which is big because he's yeah. so unshakable throughout the yeah. rest of the movie. Yeah. It's solid. Um so Leon's able to drop the beams on Robocop, pin him down. He's oh, this glitch oh, it freaks me out so much. The way he's just like twitching oh, and yeah. glitching and his movement oh, in this. Yeah. yeah. So good. So creepy. So like what have we created sort of situation. Terrifying. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like a human dying, but at the same time, he's a robot that's glitching out. And it's just, it's ugh. Yeah. Lewis is able to get to one of the Cobra assault cannons. Um, and Leon's up in the crane celebrating and she blows the fuck out of him mm-hmm. and just... Well, she doesn't yeah. give him a blowjob. Blows up. <laughs> <laughs> a distraction. What if I do this? She blows him up real good. Yeah. And then, and then um, Clarence, it surprises Clarence. And then. Yeah, and then, he's pretty. Shakes him. Yeah. And then he goes to attack Robocop. He's pinned down by all these I beams and he grabs this piece of rebar and is just like trying to whack him over the, over the top Beating of the head. Him. And uh, Robocop's able to get his arm up to like. Uh, check these shots and then he takes this rebar and just plunges it right into his chest and robocop just like screaming and it's not a good time for him no it's rough to see and then so he's pinned down 
and you know stabbed yeah all the way and, through and he, he's he's there's like no way out of this you're done and clarence yeah sets, Anna or like what's lewis yeah she's like she can't move she's completely incapacitated yeah, at this she point got shot yeah. The fuck up. yeah and so clarence is over him and what happens data spike yeah here it is again and apparently this was like at some point they didn't know how they were gonna finish the movie but they they pulled this back and it was a great callback you've only used this once yeah you know it's and it's kind of a Chekhov's gun situation where you have this i thought they were setting it up for that so that's kind of fun that yeah they... and so fucking fingers come forward data spike punches that through his fucking throat you get this big splat this yeah. big splat on robocop it's mm-hmm. so it's to me that is like because for a split second, I was like, oh, is Robocop bleeding? And then I was like, oh, no, he's a robot. So it's just like one more yeah, thing to make that coming be from? like, yeah. oh. oh, he's not human. He's not going to react to damage the same way a human does. Like, it's just yeah. it's very effective. And then you cut to uh, Clarence holding his neck and just spurting. Yes. And, squirt, and, and it's squirt. pulse. It's not yeah. good. It's not good. He's going to uh, bleed out in about two th- minutes. It's not tops. incorrect. My dad, when he was working a factory job, got what? a piece of metal stuck in his arm. And when he pulled it out, it was in his main artery. And he was a young, it. dumb kid and didn't know. So it's just oh, no. shirt squirting out just like that. He's yeah, dead with, with the pulse. With the I pulse. Had no idea. And his supervisor actually came up and like saved his life because he, he thought it was cool. He was like, look at this thing. Whatever. No, he p- took his finger and stuck so, it in his arm. Oh, yeah. Drove him to yeah, the hospital. Probably they saved drove his him. Life. Yeah. I mean, you lose blood so quick that so way. He's got a star, scar from it. I'll have to tell you the I story sometime. I have no sometime. idea. Holy cow. Jerry. Dang. All right. Yikes. Yeah. Holy cow. So Clarence fucking dies, and it's awesome. I like that he knows he's dying. Yeah. Instead of a mm-hmm. quick death, yeah. he knows he's that's going to die. Point. <laughs> yeah. That's a great that's point. That's a great point. That's appropriate ending yeah. for him. So he fucking dies, and Murphy is still pinned down. Robocop's still pinned down, and uh, he's trying to get this beam off of him. And Lewis uh, calls out. And she goes, Murphy. I'm fucked up, bro. I'm a mess. <laughs> yeah. Mess. And Murphy says, Robocop says, they'll fix you. They fix everything. They fix everything. And it's just like so resigned. So heavy. Yeah. And just the, the way he's trying to pick up this beam, this his body acting in this movie is it's so good. did a very good yeah, job. Yeah, it's great. So it gets the beam off him and we cut to outside of ocp and yeah, you know me <laughs> when does he talk about how he feels his family but he doesn't remember them that's during that's during the scene where he takes off the helmet for the first yeah. time okay yeah that is like that's before he incredibly says incredibly sad me alone. yeah so sad where yeah. you just i can feel them he knows that he I has this loss them. but he doesn't feel it yeah and it's just so. And then they dip the fuck out after a month. Yeah. <sighs> they moved on. They moved oh, on. She thought did? you were dead. Jesus well, Christ. he he is dead. Like, yeah. After the funeral, they moved. He's on. not yeah. real. She started I mean, over. That's I mean, he's still there. He's still Murphy in sure. some ways, but in a lot of ways, I mean, they know ways, he wasn't there, not. and they probably yeah. Yeah. Get the hell they, out I'm I'm like, sure yeah. they had no idea about no anything. No. Yeah, no. no. Certainly not. Um, how do you just show up after that, like a month later? Like, hello, honey. Everything's in shambles. I'm I'm part robot now. They they I think they dress it in the sequels, and I don't know oh, if they do a good job. Uh, it's been yeah, a while since I've seen the sequels. Really I was gonna ask that. about them, but I figured we'd wait till later. Um. So 
then we get uh, another boardroom scene. Uh, Dick's talking about having Ed 209s ready to go. He says that there's one outside protecting the building. And then Robocop drives up outside in the busted up squad car that uh, Lewis had. And the Ed 209 walks up and says, you are illegally parked on private (laughs) property. I'm going to shoot you because you are illegally parked. You have 20 seconds to comply. Yeah. Before I light you the fuck up for a parking violation. And Robocop pulls out this, you know, another cannon assault. I'm Cobra ass- assault cannon. Yeah, Cobra I'm assuming he just cannon. took it. Yeah, he just fired. grabbed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he puts it on the hood of the car and just blows the fuck, blows the fuck out of this. Not a blowjob. He shoots. <laughs> <laughs> he shoots the head to a nine and blows twice and blows him up real good. And on his uh, in the shot, you can just see like the tiniest hint of a smile. Mm-hmm. And it it's quick and you blink and you miss it, but it's there. Oh, and then you fun. see. You see the explosion, and then uh, he starts walking towards the building, and you just see these legs walking like, towards oh, shit, behind him. Not over. And and then he walks more into frame, and you see the top is just completely gone. There's green smoke coming out of these chicken legs, yeah. and then it just falls over. He destroyed it. Yeah. And then we get which. Just one second. Sure. I want to point out how ineffective. So these robots are being built under the guise of, you know, keeping criminals in check and, and, you know, keeping, making Detroit safe and making it crime-free in 40, or not, I guess the 40 days was more with RoboCop, but still these robots were initially, (laughs) these robots were initially formed to, you know, eliminate crime or whatever. They can be taken out by a gun that a criminal got his hands on. Yeah. So it's like, they can be That's taken out by stairs. Yeah, class. stairs can fuck them up. Like those are them, them cobra assault. It's not to keep the people safe. It's not to keep the people safe. Yeah. But what do we get? A big ass double door entrance. Fuck yeah, it's so good. Triumphant. Open for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he walks in the boardroom and says that he's here to arrest. Uh, Clarence Bodic or not Clarence he's here to arrest Dick Jones but his programming won't allow him and the old man as long says, as he's employed the yeah because old- I can't I I need to he's a cop killer or he, what is he saying he's trying to arrest him for well the old man says something like uh, those are heavy charges he said oh he's a he's it's for like assisting a known felon or, okay. accom- or accomplice to a known felon or something um, and the old man says, those are heavy charges. Uh, you know, what evidence do you have? And that's when Data Spike, still covered in blood, goes yes. up to the goes up to the wall of tiny ass TV screen. Yeah. Puts it in. And it's it's the footage of. I also want to point out, why does this have an input for his data spike? Like, why is that just like a common thing? Is that thing? what they use? Like, is it like a USB port? Pointy, yeah. scary things to <laughs> transmit data yeah. in the future? Anyway, I just thought that was funny. So he puts the data spike in, and it's Dick Jones saying that he had to kill Bob Morton, and the boardroom gets real mad, mm-hmm. and Johnson is there, and he gets real mad, too. <laughs> we haven't talked about Johnson at Johnson. all. He's great. Johnson Aww. was Bob, sec- Bob Morton's second, and he's fucking fantastic he's in this wonderful. movie. His expressions are I've, just on point. Yeah. Um, but Dick goes to <laughs> the gun platform that was from that Kenny had earlier, 
and grabs this giant Penny's pistol. the one who got lit the fuck up at the yeah. beginning of the movie. So there, there's just a gun in the office at all times, I guess. Yeah. Don't so, take it out. So he grabs that and grabs the old man and starts demand listing his demands. Very similarly to the, how the mayor... I mean, already once in this movie, we've seen how RoboCop uh, diffused the situation very similar to this. Yep. And so when we're in RoboCop vision during this, we see... Dick Jones with the old man holding him as a human shield, got the gun up to him. And uh, we just see blinking in the bottom left, um, directive four. So just a Don't, visual reminder that yeah. he can't do anything. And then at at one point, Dick go, or the old man goes, Dick, you're fired. And that fucking, you get a sound effect and the objective or the directive disappears RoboCop goes, thank you. Thank so you. politely. Thank you. And just fucking, uh, the old man elbows elbows Dick and like gets away. And RoboCop fucking shoots him four times. And he goes flying out this plate glass window. It breaks before he hits it. <laughs> <laughs> Again. You get this uh, awesome stop motion uh, Dick Jones falling through the window. His yeah. arms are so unnaturally long yeah. in that scene. Yeah. It's Super so weird. weird. But he falls. And the first thing you see is Johnson smiling, turning over, and giving a thumbs up. And thumbs I have to up. say, okay, I hadn't seen this movie, obviously, until like two days ago when I watched this movie. And previously, for the last like week or so, before we recorded this and before I watched the movie, Aaron and I, in all of our chats online or whatever, he would respond to me using that gif. I had no idea where it was from. I had no idea that he was referencing the movie. So when I saw it in the movie, I was like... All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah. Anytime you you could say yeah or okay Sounds or good. Yeah. Any any kind of uh, situation like that in our chats, I've just been using this Johnson thumbs up gif, and it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, Throughout really the movie, good. he has he has like a handful of lines, but he's he's he sticks out. He's yeah. he's a bro. It's, it's the same thing as like you said, the as the, time, the college kid and and everything like. The yeah. side characters even mm-hmm. leave an impact. The smallest parts, yeah, yeah. they, they, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, Murphy's walking out, and Dick says, or the old man says, uh, "That's a nice shooting." What's your name? And he turns around. Robocop turns around and says, "Murphy." Murphy. And triumphant music, and he walks out, and fucking everybody in the audience cheers. I'm sure because oh, they yeah. fucking. You know, this whole movie is about a RoboCop. He found his humanity. This whole movie is about uh, lost no. identity, <laughs> and you know, he spends you know the hundred or so minutes finding it, and at the end, you know, he's never going to be human, but he's as human as can be in this robot body. Mm-hmm. And I, he knows and recognizes the truth, and I think that's nine eleven was inside. <laughs> yes, he. <laughs> What is that like? Two out of are we like fifty percent on the nine eleven jokes at this point? It's been a while. But you know, <laughs> it's about that. It's about that time. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I really like the ending, and I love this movie as a whole. But I, the family portion, I have to say, really leaves me wanting. That's See, the main thing for me. I felt, I felt. I, I wasn't missing it, I guess. I mean, I guess if you end the movie this way, it makes sense for him to do that because you don't have like the the dangling emotional connection. Yeah. Because he's just like, I don't feel them. It doesn't. 
Like, I don't have that connection to them anymore. Like, it's more of a means to show, like, oh, I was human at one time, but he doesn't still have that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the the movie is necessarily about losing what you had and getting it back necessarily. Yeah. But uh, just regaining that humanity that yeah. was taken from you. Yeah. That's Especially fair. since he was transferred as a prime candidate for this, he was put in a dangerous situation to eventually become RoboCop. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that at the end of the of the movie he gets his humanity back as yeah. much as possible, and sees himself as more human than robot. Yeah. Yeah. And so, he is Murphy. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just a, it's just a real good time. It's super great on a, on a, on a smaller scale of just like learning about Murphy and, and all of his like fighting humanity and shit, but it's also such a good commentary on society and how do we militarize the police? Do they have too much power? What will solve crime? Crime is clearly a problem. Society is clearly a problem, but how do we fix that? Like what, how far is too far? you know, big, big money and politics and everything in, in, um, you know, controlling the human yeah, population. We're not supposed to be chasing yeah. after this movie. No. Yeah, no. But <laughs> no, that's what I'm I saying. I would say no, that now saying, you know. it ha- it's even more of a social commentary. Yeah. Like the things that they were like satirizing. it's aged well because. It's aged well and it's terrifying. Yeah. Like, like also, if you just want a brain dead action movie, it's great for that too. Yeah, it's fine. But like you don't have to go into it being like, oh, I'm gonna. There's a lot there I'm to gonna, unpack. Yeah. Well, um, one, one couple things in this movie that are really interesting is uh, Dick Jones is interviewed for one of the news segments, or there's a clip where they toss to uh, a Dick Jones sot, and uh, they he talks about all the cops know what the risks are, and if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen, and that is that's nothing like what policing is currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Current policing is uh, get yourself home. If you feel any any danger, shoot first and, and make sure that you're good. And that, you know, it's that's one thing that's definitely, like, I understand, like, the corporate greed that they're pushing, um, but it's definitely different. They That one didn't hit the nail on the head as far as uh, the current climate, which I, I don't think this was trying to be predictive or anything. No. no. I would argue, I mean... I think that them being like, okay, we're going to create the perfect cop. He's going to be armed to the fucking gills. He's going to shoot without mercy if you don't obey immediately within 20 seconds. He's going to not just shoot you once. He's going to annihilate your existence. I mean, I think that that... Not to say there's not any good cops in the world, because of course there are. But I think this... I think nowadays... I mean, not even that long ago, we had all those protests and stuff and everything going down with, you know, well, yeah. people being mad about police aggression and everything yeah. and, and how, you know, cops aren't necessarily trained nowadays to de-escalate a situation as much as they're trained to do whatever is necessary to stop it as quickly as possible. Yeah, there it's it seems like cops are more uh, sent out to pacify a situation through whatever means. It's generally like superior firepower. Yep. Um, there's definitely an issue with the militarization of police mm-hmm. and I think Ed yep, 209. Tanks. Yeah. And Ed 209, I mean, they don't have, you know, these, these gigantic robot missile, you know, carrying police units, mm-hmm. but they definitely have, you know, these you know, militarized uh, tanks and, yeah. and, you know, military weaponry. Um, I mean, uh, it, it- I think, you know, 
these robots had no programming on how to to talk to someone or talk them down or figure it out. I mean, even when robot, <laughs> even when RoboCop came and and D, you know, went in and took care of the, um, well, his first night, the mayor who had, yeah, the mayor who had, for example, well, any of those would yeah. be a good example, but the mayor who had. The hostages and everything. He didn't. He didn't negotiate like the other cops were doing. Yeah. And he's the example of the perfect cop in this society. He just went in and fucking yeah lit shit up. So I think you know, even though it didn't intend to be predictive, that maybe it was. Well, I think I think that part is predictive. But uh, what Dick Jones said in that news thing, um, where the cops know what the score is, and and you know maybe maybe they do, but there's definitely the. Uh, you see that, you know, do what you can. It's better to, what is it? Uh, I forget what the phrase is, but, you know, it's just you You make sure that you're okay. Make sure you get home at night. Mm-hmm. Shoot first, ask questions At the end later. of the day, as long as you get home, it's more important than whatever happens on the job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of pivoting away, another thing I really, really liked about this movie, no romantic interest, mm-hmm. no love interest at all. Mm-hmm. Lewis, let me... Lewis, they have the pretty girl, but for a few. Oh, yeah. you mean the doctor? No, I think she's pretty. Yeah. I think Anne Lewis is supposed to be pretty. I mean, yeah. and, but she's and she is, but she's, she's not seen as a romantic interest. She's more of just like an ally. I think she's definitely desexualized. Yeah, uh, she's got the short she's hair. She's, she mm-hmm. fights. She's got. You never see her in anything other than a cop uniform mm-hmm. or a big body armor. When I think that makes sense because if he has zero emotion when he remembers his family, like he's not going to be able to form those right. relationships. Which again, can't get is a robot he more human or is he more robot? He's got metal nards. Metal nards. Yeah. But metal like, nards. definitely in most of these action movies movie. where you have a, a female lead. There's some love interest, even if it's not explicit. Or um, her just like being sexy or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And like I said earlier, we see like a boob and a half. I think it's two folds. Okay. I believe you. I don't know. I missed it. But yeah, there's no... I mean, and, and the movie's so good, it doesn't need to lean on shit. Yeah, like and even even in that, it's not it's not seen as like a no, sexual thing. It's, it's just, just this is uh, a locker room. This is what fucking yeah, happens. It's in just a locker co-ed room. locker room yeah. where they're they're sharing space. Um, but yeah, I really I really like that. I think Anne Lewis is a great character. Mm-hmm. I think she's tough as nails. Mm-hmm. Um, she's kind of dumb. She's a little dumb. Yeah. What can you do? The, the inciting incident was a really bad move. <laughs> she should have just like looked him in the eye and been like, yeah, zip it up, I guess, or don't. I'd been like, no, don't zip it up because you'll reach for a gun. Well, yeah, and it's kind of like the Heather's thing where if you have a gun, don't get within striking distance. Yeah. Anyway, but, well, is this movie seeable? Well, let's just, uh, for I want to go into the numbers oh, yeah, a sorry. little bit. Um, this had a budget of $13.7 million, and it made a domestic box office of $53.4 million. Yay. Did pretty well. Which means, of the movies that we've done so far, this is our first hit. Most successful. Okay. This is the first not flop. We yeah, did it. We did it, boys. Congratulations, RoboCop. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've I've been pretty straightforward from the beginning that I fucking love this movie. I would I would give it a 2C. Mm-hmm. Definite 2C. Absolutely. I thought you were going to say you'd buy that for a dollar. Absolutely. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I bought it for like 20 
Yeah. On Arrow. We got it. And we got it. Yeah. Wonderful Christmas gift Aaron from gave a this, dear friend. Aaron gave this movie to yeah. us for Christmas. I, I ordered this movie, uh, the director's cut Blu-ray, stand, like the standard director's cut Blu-ray. And before, like I bought it off eBay. And before it even shipped, I found the Arrow Blu-ray that's got all the special features and all the extra stuff. And I just, I bought that before the first one even shipped. And I was like, well, I got two copies of this and I gave it to these guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, hey, I'll take it. Worked it, out. Yes, it worked please. out very well. I, took, I gave that and a, and a couple movies to Michael for Christmas. And <laughs> Emily got a ball of dryer lint. Yeah, it was a lint, great. A lint ball. It was really great. It's a special Christmas. A true love. And I got Aaron, we got Aaron some Godzilla pants. So, um, I just want to claim future friend, episodes. Friend superiority. Will be there. I'm, I'm. And I'm, when I and when Emily's getting... birthday comes around, she'll get some dryer lint from those pants. Can't wait. Oh, that's can't sweet. wait. These are from the pants. This is this is what decades of friendship will will get you with Aaron. Yeah, lint. <laughs> so now is the time where we decide what we should do next time. Um, next time it is my turn to to ramble on about a movie of a favorite of mine, <laughs> and we're gonna do a uh, little shop of horrors. Oh boy! Yeah, I'm excited. Oh I'm very excited. It's a real good one, and it's gonna be a good time. The one with Rick Moranis. The one with Rick Moranis. If you watch the one with Jack Nicholson, you're doing it wrong. My nerdy crush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So check us out next week. It'll be a good time. Spooky. And yes. Definitely see RoboCop. Real good. Definite 2C. 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 Thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. This has been To See or Not To See. And we'll see you. Talk at you next week. Like, rate, and subscribe on all the things. We don't know what it is yet. But soon. I'm working on it. It's okay. going to be real soon. But yes. That you'll, this won't be the one you hear first. <laughs> we'll so. get the, Yeah, you'll be good. It'll be fine. Bye. Bye. is hard when biologically mute and morally superior soldiers of Christ forming opinions with mice so don't ask their advice and I know what you're thinking hey what is the harm if a bunch of rabbits want to get away from the farm but the lake has been made and the baptism is fake there are rabbits in no way psychological states so what is it down